in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And welcome in to a Friday edition of the Sportsocracy. But wait! It's Thursday. It is Thursday, but it's our Friday because Jeremy's got, you know, philanthropic things to do. The Lord's work, charity, you know, giving back to the people. (laughs) We'll not have a show with you tomorrow because Jeremy's going to be off playing golf for a good cause. There it is. See, I'm not just, I'm not just going to slam beers with my friends. I got, oh, I got a day's worth of activities tomorrow. So many activities. I do. I got a whole day's worth of activities. I'm playing in the, what is it, the War, the war Horse? You're the one playing. The War Horse it. Cup, War Horse something for Owen uh, Athletics. And then tomorrow night, I'll be at Silverado's Music Park as your ring announcer for the Tough Man competition. Nice. I have to stay sober for that, which, you know, thankfully I have an ulcer that makes that much easier to do. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. It should good. be good. We good. haven't had a tough man contest here in a long time. I will be your official ring announcer. I would love to tell you what that means. I don't really know. I think it means I'll be Bruce Buffer. Oh, of course. In the ring. And you, be- and you, and you better bring all the fire. Oh, you better do You better do it like you're dropping bangers on a college football Friday. Oh, that's a great idea. It's time! Exactly. Oh, you gotta, you gotta bring it. it. Like, I mean, nobody in the business does it like Bruce Buffer. I might just come out dressed like Hacksaw Jim Duggan with a two-by-four on my shoulder. You know it's going to be an exciting fight when Bruce Buffer's like two inches away from Israel Adesanya's face just screaming at him. I love it. I need some really good nicknames for fighters. <laughs> Hailing from Sandy Bush, North Carolina. There it is. There it is. I don't even, I've lived here for 30 years. I don't even know where that is. Uh, that wasn't on your mail route. You had the Lester mail route. You didn't go out to Sandy Bush. It might've been, but I, I never a hundred percent knew where I was. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's what crimes sound like. Uh, it is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN, Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and we are seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. You still have a few weeks as well to get in on the Beer City's Ultimate Fantasy Draft Contest, where we will host your fantasy league's draft. Give you the red carpet treatment. We'll announce the picks. We'll stream it online. All those things. It's going to be a great time. So get in on that contest. All the links are in the description of the YouTube video. And, of course, you can find it on our social medias at the Sportsocracy across all the platforms. Do we have uh, – what was the what was the new one? They, they just launched a new social media. And did, uh, did we get one of those? No, no, no. This is oh, a brand threads. new one. Yeah, yeah threads. threads. Yeah, we've got one. You, you, you want me to tell you what Threads is? Uh, threads is uh, Twitter. If Twitter really, really sucked, like just, uh, out loud, uh, it's all of the, it's, it's the basic necessities of Twitter with nothing cool about it whatsoever. <laughs> you want to post a GIF? Can't do it. Aww. You want to post a picture? Can't do that either. It's just, it's texting. It's, it's 
texting but, back and forth. But you know with what? Elon made us mad, so now we have to go do something that's you know ten percent as cool as what we started because we don't like who owns it. Welcome to twenty twenty three. Just go Let's try go. brand X. Uh, but yes, we do have a threads. Uh, we have nice. one post on it, and it's uh, it, it's slightly political, it, and that'll be the end of the <laughs> politics that we do on threads. <laughs> Uh, Justin Parton in the YouTube comments says he's Sandy Mush. He knows exactly where it is. Uh, Adam Black was asking what our resident pastor of the show is asking what my catchphrase is going to be. For uh, he said I can't use it's time, can't use let's get ready to rumble. Time to bleed. Let's go. I I'm not averse to that. (laughs) Are you not entertained? No, you no, you can't steal that from Russell Crowe. It's still an Aaron Neville line. I don't know much, but I know these dudes are about to beat the snot out of each other. <laughs> exactly. It's clubbering time. Go <laughs> full Dusty Rhodes on them. <laughs> oh, just a clubbering. It's just a, it's in here, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You should you should expound on that. I uh, like that. I love. I, I used to love Dusty. Rhodes I watched so entirely too much Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> And boys and girls, that's how you start a show with five minutes of tomfoolery. Indeed, indeed. Uh, as I said on my Facebook post today, um, it's a big day today. Is it, today is actually a day that I have been waiting on for over a year to announce. I'm officially, ladies and gentlemen, going to be back in the iHeart building every waking second of my life. Yeah, they put a bed in. I, I saw them put your bed in <laughs> earlier. It was, it was cool. Uh, I am, uh, I've just signed a, uh, a three-year contract Uh you know, six-figure deal with the uh, with the iHeart <laughs> Radio Asheville. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, that's combined. Uh, with iHeart Radio Asheville, I will be the new producer of First News on 570 with Mark Starling starting on Monday morning. But that has no effect on the football and dumbassery that you get here every day, three to six on ESPN Asheville. It just means he will have been in this building for way longer than we're used to. You already think I'm kooky, Madooki? Just wait until I've been locked in this building 15 hours a day. Because yeah, what time you show up? What time do you show up for that? Uh, about four thirty. <laughs> about four thirty so, in the morning. So basically, here's how th- this is how a daily schedule now goes. Bar closes at two. Jeremy falls asleep about four. Tank wakes up and goes to work. So you got twenty four hours a day of us up and just clicking on all cylinders. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, yeah, glad that uh, we can finally make that happen and. Like I said, no effect on the program here. It just means I'm going to be in the building much more than I have been. Yeah, and it means if you want to hear Tank's politics, because we don't do that here, now you get to hear mine in little one-liner jabs, but if you want to hear his politics, you can do that every morning. First news on 570. Indeed. And every once in a while, I pop in when uh, the news gnome wants to talk about sport things. So every once in a while, you might get three three of us absolutely and and i can't wait for the day where it's like hey we're going on uh we're going on vacation hey we could have sports freak morning show over on the uh or, or sportsocracy oh. morning show over on five oh. who knows who knows where this could go you never know somebody has uh, to be here before nine o'clock to <laughs> stop me from that happening so uh when that door opens you let me know who knows? Who knows? three hours of jeremy spouting politics in western north carolina what could go wrong? You never know where the wind can take us. Uh, it is the Sportsocracy. We're glad you're along on the ride with us for this uh, Friday slash Thursday edition of the program. And you just love it. You know, it, it, boss man Brian Hall tells you, will tell you all the time if you ever work in this business and you host a show, 
some days, boys, you just have to take the layup. And boy, howdy, did we get the layup of uh, of the week with Sean Payton in an interview with USA Today where he just put the 2022 Denver Broncos and their coaching staff on blast. And it wasn't just the coaching staff. He didn't stop there. I mean, they went... Hey, uh, could you mind, would you mind sharing with us your thoughts about what happened here last year? And he went, okay, hold on. Strap in, buddy, because I, I, I got a tale to spin you. Hold my beer. Watch <laughs> this. He was, I, and, and part of me admires this you know, more than anything else. I could always admire somebody who's going to be honest with you and tell you exactly what they're thinking. But Except when what far, they're thinking is really stupid. Well, it's how far you go with that that makes me go, okay, now you're on the, now you're borderline. It's like Jeremy with his uh, with his birds aren't real thing. I can follow you to a point, and then you just go, okay, you're dumb. I'm moving on. This is not true. Uh, he goes and tells the reporter that things are going to be different. Obviously, this year it's not the first time we've heard this from him. He he was he derided all of the Russell Wilson coddling and things that happened last year, and now he is full-on putting on blast Nathaniel Hackett, saying that it is the worst coaching job in NFL history. And I don't think there's any there, there's many lies to that. I have no qualms with what he said there. Nathaniel Hackett was a horrifically bad head coach for the Denver Broncos. Yes. I will agree with that. Yes. But the problem is that he didn't go, and I'm going to put this period in this sentence, <laughs> and then we're going to talk about other stuff. No, because he said he will be, quote, pissed off if this is not a playoff team in 2023 well you should probably get you a alky seltzer because you're gonna uh because this team's not a playoff team you're not sorry uh, yeah you're not but uh, okay yeah bravado let's go sean payton let's just rally the troops let's ride all right I, i'm with you i think you're out of your mind but okay it's, it's still Nothing that I have drawn a real qualm mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. This team has a lot of talent on it, but I don't think it has the talent to compete the way that Sean Payton wants it to. And, and that's, but I understand that you're the new coach. You're trying to, you're you're going Johnny Rah Rah. You know how I feel about Johnny Rah Rah. But then we took a hard right turn right into the old uh, barricade. And he, he, yeah, he went full on. Uh, let's let let's call out the new team on the block, essentially, because one of the contenders this year wasn't a contender last year, and it's the New York Jets. And Sean was saying, "Look, the culture's going to change here. We're not gonna we're not gonna parade people around like they did in the off season last year, right?" He said, and then he calls out the Jets, and he says, "You watch." I can already see it happening. The Jets did the same or doing the same thing this year that the Denver Broncos did last year, parading people around, talking about their big acquisitions. They're going to be on hard knocks, which is not by their choosing. You get that, right? He said, I can already see it coming that this is basically going to be, he's calling them out. He's calling out Nathaniel Hackett and Rob Salah and the, the New York Jets going, that's going to be a disaster. Uh, and, and for, for me, I, I believe you know, I've never been decri decreed a title as someone that can speak for the New York Jets. But after hearing all of these things that Sean Payton has said uh, about the Jets and about his Denver Broncos, I, I would like to put out an official release 
from Jet Nation. Here we go. <laughs> you actually think you're better than the Jets, don't you? He you does. think that Russell Wilson last year with Nathaniel Hackett was comparable to Aaron Rodgers? Well, Shawnee buddy, here's the 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 beauty of the NFL is we get to play this out on the field. And we don't have to wait till the playoffs when you mythically get there to play this out because we get to play you in week five. And do you know what you just did? My old thinning hair, uh, grossly overrated head coach friend. You just put a big old target right in between your eyes. And I don't think you're going to like how it goes. And there was no reason for you to do it. You wanted to ride Nathaniel Hackett? You're not going to get any opposition from me. That Bronco team was a joke. My question is, why did you feel the urge to turn it on the Jets? This is like the little kid that that feels like, oh, and I, I had a growth spurt. And that, tank, basically. That he ha- he got to 5'9 when he was a senior in high school, and he went, puffed his chest out, went, I'm a big bad dude now. And there's coming a day where I walk in side door right and go, <laughs> yeah, I was 5'7 when I was in the sixth grade. So you're just now to the point where you even really belong in this conversation. I don't know why you felt the urge to do this. It's really stupid. You're at best the third best team in your own division. I don't care how rose-colored glasses you go. Mm-hmm. You tell me anything better than that, I'll just straight up tell you. And I'm not going to pull a punch here. You're a moron. Like, if you look at this Bronco roster and go, they're better than the Chargers, they're better than the Chiefs, you better hope half those two rosters get lost in the Bermuda Triangle. You're (laughs) way closer to the Raiders than you are to those other two. Mm -hmm. And now you walk in with all this bravado, and you have really just confirmed something that I've said about Sean Payton more than once. Look, I think he's a fine coach. I, I, I think he's fine. We're treating him like he's Don Shula. And I hate to break it to you, he ain't. He ain't really all that close. He's really close to somebody that has a bit of a lesser reputation. And after the break, I'm going to tell you who that is, and I'm going to show you just how, to me, abundantly obvious this is. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The original Tough Man Contest hits the ring at Silverado's in Black Mountain July 28th and 29th. See the toughest fighters go toe-to-toe in live action. Tickets are 20 bucks in advance and 30 the day of the show. The original Tough Man Competition, July 28th and 29th at Silverado's in Black Mountain. Ringside and VIP tickets are available. Get yours now at SilveradosWNC.com. SilveradosWNC.com. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer. And the good ones, somehow, 
a little better. That's what family is all about, whether they walk on two legs or four. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. The Sportsocracy. You are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Yeah. I like, I like starting out the music. Mm-mm. Wait, what? What? Mm-mm. No, when I said, could you bring us back with Rubber Band Man, I, I just assumed you knew I was talking about the one that was made in the last 10 presidential terms. Never heard of it. This is the Rubber Band Man. Mm. Hey y'all, prepare yourself. Love it. That's de- that's music right there. Yeah, that is uh, that's that's not quite the song that I was talking about. I was talking all about all you said was play Rubber Band Man when we came back, and I went yes. Yeah, I was talking about the Ti song, not that. Not the uh, Spinners. Uh, no, that was not what I was referring to. <laughs> I'll have to fix that when we uh-huh. reel this out for the uh, Tic Tac and the Insta Face and the uh, the My Book and all those uh, things. My bad then. And all the, right, the uh, reason that I said that is because the first line in that song from the great poet T.I. is who I miss. Because I want to play a fun game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a stat line and you tell me who I'm referring to. Okay. I have a career 152 and 89 win loss record, one Super Bowl trophy, been to the playoffs nine times, obviously won the three games that I won uh, the year I won Super Bowl. Yep. Never won more than a, one playoff game in any other year I've been in the NFL. Okay. Who am who am is? It's got to be Sean Payton. That is Sean Payton. Now, I'm going to give you another stat line and you tell me who I'm is 155, 97 and two career coaching record. Won one Super Bowl. has been to the playoffs nine or 11 times. Excuse me. Did have one year where I won a second playoff game outside of the year. Won the Super Bowl won four that year. Who I'm is. Mm. Active head coach. Ron in the NFL. Rivera. Nope. Oh yeah, he didn't win a Super Bowl. Uh, nope, he went. John to Fox. Uh, no, <laughs> I am referring to one Michael McCarthy. <laughs> it's, it's like identical records. One hundred percent, it is. They, they have identical careers. Oh, let's just break it down. Let's take it outside of a statistical realm. I am an offensive guru. I use the little bunny ears when I said that. I had a Hall of Fame quarterback at one time, and that's been the bulk of my career. And yet, somehow, with that Hall of Fame first ballot quarterback, I only won one Super Bowl. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that fits both of them. It fits both of them. I said this when Sean Payton got hired by the Broncos, and this little clown show of today does nothing but confirm it for me. Sean Payton is nothing but Mike McCarthy with a better PR team. That's it. Okay. Because he had a better coming through the ranks, uh, coming up through the Dallas Cowboys with the Giants. Then he goes to the Saints. 
and the Saints had been a historical loser. He brings them to new heights that they had never been to before. Right. And now we think he's this superhuman guru. And he's writing checks that his Tukas <laughs> cannot cash. At least not in the next 12 months. Right. Now, if you're telling me three years from now he builds this roster up, there's some regression in other places, and all of a sudden Denver's great, mm -hmm. I get it. But you're throwing all this shade at Nathaniel Hackett. Let me just, in theory, ask you a question. Do we think Nathaniel Hackett became the biggest moron on the planet when he took the Denver Broncos job? No. Do we think Nathaniel Hackett was the reason that Russell Wilson had his own office and walked around like he was? Absolutely. You think that's that's all Nathaniel Hackett? No, that's doing? not all Nathaniel Hackett. That's, he allowed it to happen. He allowed it to happen and, as a first-time head coach in the league yeah. with a first-ballot Hall of Famer quarterback. And Sean said that in the interview with USA Today mm -hmm. of Nathaniel made it happen or, or allowed it to happen. The president, the VP, and the ownership stood by and let it happen. I mean, he he held back on nobody. He went full truther. Uh, I mean, he was throwing shade at Russell Wilson. He was throwing shade at Nathaniel Hackett, the ownership, everybody for what happened last year with the Denver Broncos. Every He said everything that happened last year, we're doing the exact opposite this year. And, and that's all well and good. Right. You need to do that. You need to set the culture. Mm -hmm. Your expectation of this team, in my opinion, is way over the moon. Because I don't think it's you're ready to compete. outsized and makes no sense. I, yeah, I don't think that you're ready to compete with the backlog of teams that you're going to have to get over to even make the playoffs. Well, I mean, and the the part of this that I don't understand, I, I get going Johnny Rara, but then you go, I'm going to use that same metaphor that I used earlier. Little, 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 little Junior Tank has a growth spurt and is, you know, the 5'9 individual that we know him to be today. Mm -hmm. Actually, gave you the credit for how tall you Appreciate actually it. are right there. Appreciate it. And you decide Taller than that, but okay. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> and you decide, hey, let me look at the biggest kid on the block and punch him right in the nose. Because you notice you didn't go after the Chiefs. You didn't go to the Chiefs. You didn't go to the Bengals. You went after the one team where there's a lot of moving parts. And oh, well, they've got that that idiot Nathaniel Hackett that I just chimed into. Y yeah, I don't really care about any of that. I care about that defense, and I care about Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. And you just took a team that was already galvanized by all these people saying, Jets go to Jet, yep. and you put a big old target right on your back. Let me make this as perfectly clear as I can. I know enough people in this organization, they play in week five. They go to Denver, and if they can beat you 59-3, to they will. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure they can't do it. I am 100% not sure that they can't go in there. They beat you last year. Mm -hmm. But that was Nathaniel Hackett. It was also Zach Wilson. So you're forgetting the other side of that. That was also the game Brees Hall got hurt in. They still beat you. I don't know that they're going to get run off the field really by anybody. I'd What's changed? I Russell mean, Wilson's coaching, still coaching the same. And leadership has changed. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that they're not going to get blown out by many teams but when you do this you're kind of asking for it 100 you are 100 you are uh chauncey major in our youtube comments asked what exactly did he say about the jets uh i'll read you the quote he was talking about pr and pomp and circumstance we're not doing any of that the jets did that this year you watch hard knocks all of it i can see it coming remember when dan snyder put that dream team together I was at the Giants. I was a young coach. I thought, how are we going to compete with them? Dion's there now. 
that team won eight games or whatever. So listen, just put the work in. So basically what you just said and what you meant does not matter. This is what you just put in print is that because the Jets are on hard knocks by force, they had no choice. That this is all pomp and circumstance and it's all going to blow up in their face and nobody's talking about the little old Broncos. You want to know why nobody's talking about the little old Broncos? Because your roster's not very good. Mm-hmm. And you just decided to pick a fight with somebody that is way bigger than you. And I'll be honest with you, it's not just the Jets that heard this and went, we got to shut him up. Like, you're you going to learn today. You're going to learn today, little boy. You don't have Drew Brees anymore. Now, it's, it's let's ride. Yeah. That every teammate he's had over the course of the last two years has absolutely despised. He's trying all the motivational things that w- this kind of struck me as uh, a um, Urban Meyer situation. Yep. Urban Meyer comes into the Jacksonville Jaguars. Where I'm not taking any of this crap. You guys are are mine basically, and I'm the I'm the dictator, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm here to tater. You know, it's <laughs> and this is exactly what Sean Payton's doing in Denver. And he's doing all of the emotional things. They went through and talked about how he showed the uh, the the image of of iguan baby iguanas being hatched on like the Galapagos Islands, and they, it, you might have seen this on your reels somewhere where they ha- they hatch and immediately there's snakes that are out to eat the little babies, and so the babies got to hatch and immediately run to the other cliff where the snakes are not. And he shows the video of the iguanas running away from the snakes. And he's like, this is us. Like, we got to come out and we got to be on it right from the start. And the reason he said that was because your most winnable games are at the beginning of the season. Because you're going to hit a point in, that, in, in the schedule later in the year. Where, I don't know how many wins you're actually going to be able to string together. Uh, well, you said their most winnable games are in the beginning of the year. Yeah. I. Uh, it, it, that's a weird way to say the first two weeks. First three, uh, three out of the first four games. I don't you think could. they're going to Chicago and beat Justin. You could. Bills. You could. I don't think you're going to. You may not, but you're definitely not going to go on to beat the Chiefs. I, and I would wager your little Galapagos turtle story that you uh, uh, that you just brought out, I will guarantee you as a I, – I would be on the old side of, of NFL player age, but I feel like my mindset is younger, and I guarantee you every player in that room audibly just went, Oh, <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> You're probably right. I don't I don't have really a problem with Sean Payton. I never have. I feel like he's getting way more credit than he deserves. And this tells me, th- this one line tells me, you think you're more than you are. You went to Fox for a year, and you became the hottest girl at the bar. Everybody wanted to buy you a drink. and Everybody wanted to talk to you. Well, that's all well and good, but at some point you have to open your mouth and you have to have an actual conversation. It doesn't just, it, it, you just being the pretty girl at the bar, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. And now we're to that point of now you actually have to have a conversation and you got to back up all these things that you're saying. And I don't think you can do it. Flat out, I don't think you can do it. And I don't think it's fair to your team that you just put them out there with this thought process. Because we're talking about the schedule. So you start with the Raiders and the Commanders. All mm-hmm. right. So with all this bravado, I do find it hilarious that he was talking about pomp and circumstance and bravado and then comes out with this, which is, hi, pot, I'm Kettle. Would you like to have a conversation? So you're going to start 2-0. and 
What happens when teams start 2-0, especially teams that came off the fifth worst record in the NFL last year? Hype starts. The hype jumps up. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the Dolphins, to the Bears, the Jets, at the Chiefs. That's four games in a row. I will guarantee you they get dog-walked twice in that. Absolutely dog-walked. So you start 2-0, and then all the hype comes up, and all these things come up because Sean Payton did this. Then you get absolutely smacked in the mouth three out of four weeks. Let's say they beat the Bears. Mm -hmm. I don't think they will, but let's say they do. So now you're 3-3, and and the rest of your schedule consists of the Chiefs, the Bills, the Browns, the Chargers, the Lions, the Chargers again. That's a lot of teams that are just flat out better than you. Mm -hmm. And there was no need for any of this. No. You just became the biggest story in sports talk radio and sports media for a day. Because you went to a microphone and you shot your mouth off. And now you got to back it up. And when you don't, don't be shocked when people like us are going, hey, you remember, you, you remember, you remember, you remember what you said? Did you hear Robert Sala's response to this today? Basically, it was, you ain't got no haters. Eh, you're not doing it right. Right. You know what that tells me? I think we're just fine. Yeah. You if- bring that little pony in here. And uh, don't be shocked if, you know, one of his widow whims is broken by the end of this. You're not taking fire if you're not over the target. That's that's one of the the analogies that I've always heard that I really, really liked. If they're throwing shade at you in some form or fashion, that means they know that you're a threat. They know that you're – or it's just blind faith that you can go out there and lead these men because that because part of me thinks that Sean Payton actually believes what he's talking about. He actually believes that his players are better than the New York Jets. He believes that his coaching is better than what Nathaniel Hackett and Rob Salah can give the New York Jets. And he believes that he can have this team ready to win games and possibly make the playoffs. The problem that I have is you're throwing shade at Nathaniel Hackett for the worst coaching job in NFL history. His word's not mine. Mm-hmm. Which went, I don't disagree with. He went 5-12 and 12 last year. I'm having a hard time figuring out the way you come out this season any better than 6-11. and 11. And as a Denver Bronco fan, I'm going to be standing back, scratching my head, going, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You talked thought, all that smack for you were one the, more the, win? You were the genius. You were, you were the savior of the franchise. Oh, and here's the other part of this. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett's not the head coach of the Jets. Robert Sala is. So you're doing this to codify your fan base? Because Nathaniel Hackett screwed him over. and you I, I feel very sure that's why this happened. But you know what tells me that I'm right? How many New Orleans Saints fans that we have that listen to this show, and I'm watching their comments tick off in the chat, going, I don't want to admit it, but I get it. Also, I'm loving every second of this. As I'm throwing shade at Sean Payton. Sean Payton's overrated. Benefited from Drew Brees. Sean Payton wasted Drew Brees' uh, Oh, I lost it. Wasted the prime of his career. That's all just been since I started talking. You say, oh, you're a homer. You're a Jets fan. You're just angry because he said it. No, no, I'm not angry in the least. Kind of be like five foot seven tank telling me he's going to whoop my my old arse. (laughs) I ain't mad about it. I'll laugh about it. Right. And if you decide to do something about it, then I'll show you how wrong you are. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm sitting. I just think it's funny that Sean Payton is is making his life harder and he doesn't get it. He's walking in here like he's Don Shula, and he's not. Mm-hmm. He's actually Mike McCarthy. 
And Mike McCarthy's walking into a situation where Kellen Moore leaves, and we're afraid he's going to blow up the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys have a better roster in a far inferior conference, and we're worried about them. You're walking into a buzzsaw with half the roster they have, and you're talking 10 times as much. That math don't math. Let's ride. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. At Ingles, we're all in for summer. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the water, or hitting the golf ball, we have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. We know that the mountains are calling, the open road awaits, and that pool party is ready to rock. So head on over to Ingles and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. See, that's the real rubber band man. Uh, that was what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. And well. you played some mediocre song from the 70s. What was that? Mediocre. You stop that right now. That's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame what was material. That? The, that was the slappers or something. The spinners. The spinners. <laughs> uh, one of these days, we're going to record what happens in the studio in the three <laughs> and a half minutes. Be hilarious. And, uh, it'll probably be our last day on radio if anybody ever finds it. Oh, that's not a radio thing. That's oh, no, definitely no. a uh, no, that's after definitely hours a YouTube. podcast uh, yes. something. Uh, I, frankly, I think that'd be the funniest podcast that we've ever done. <laughs> we recorded the hour and... 48 minutes that we spend in commercial break a week and here it is here's i like is, it i gotta I, I gotta admit i like it i i, I like ti i so, do too you know that's but that's one of those things i feel weird about saying because i'm so white i mean like patrick holt just put in the comments of the youtube that's crunk music i'm not allowed to use words like that he can't he used bussing <laughs> the other day and i about slapped him <laughs> Like listen, and see, Grandpa. he didn't. He, I, I, he wasn't slapping in a good way. So I don't get how listen, it works. Listen, Papa, you just don't don't try to do modern things. So you I, keep listening to the the Spinner Sisters or whatever that thing was <laughs> that you played earlier. I will agree. Uh, you know, this it's not a bad song. First time I've ever heard it. I'll probably go back and listen to the full version. That was the first long. That was the first song I ever learned. Uh, oh no, it's not. I learned the entire first Eminem album line by line. And As then did I, I. that Keep, was the As next. did I. Now lock that in your head what that looks like in my car. Uh, <laughs> also, big fan of the West Side Connection. 
Just go throw that one out there. I can do that. I can do that album front to back. Yeah, it's weird. It's because it's time to get just a bit outside. It is. My story's about hip-hop. Oh, nice. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. I can't believe this is the second time I'm referencing Tupac Shakur in the last two weeks. Okay, why? This is in the just a bit outside segment, which means this is sports related. I told you last week that they had searched a house in Nevada in connection to Tupac's murder. Nothing has come of that yet, but it feels like we're getting closer to knowing the truth. But there is one person, there's one person in, in the sports world that says they know the truth because they saw it happen. Dennis Rodman. Nope. Floyd Mayweather. That's exactly yep. right. That's exactly who it is. I, I remember him. I think he said that for years that he was there. It's, so he said it in 2014. Okay. Yeah. It did not get wide commercial appeal, but somebody found the clip and asked him about it. So I was living right here in 96 when Tupac got killed. I've never told anybody. Only the people closest with me know. Well, now he's saying it again. That I was there. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, depending on what the police uncover here, I can cut the facts from the myths. I I don't really know that I believe this. That's what a lie sounds like. I, I really just don't know that I believe this. But also, why do you need to lie about it? What would be well, the benefit of him lying about it other than getting his name in the news when nobody's talking about it? Well, Maybe that's the point. I, but Floyd I mean, does enjoy doing that. He does. So. He does. There's got to be a way to make money off this somehow, and if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Money Mayweather. I just it, It's shocking to me now how many people are like, I know who did it. Mm-hmm. Really? We made it 27 years without figuring this out, and now you know who did it. I thought mm-hmm. we all knew who did it. There's been a the suspicion theory. of who did it. The theory. And he died the following year and then right. just kind of unwound. Well, It was either the, him or one of his boys. We know that, right? Well, the working theory is now that there were there were more people involved ah. than what we think, and one of them is still alive. Mm-hmm. That is what the conspiracy theory websites that well, I... Well, he must pay. Uh, and I am obviously a for subscriber taking, to all of those. Yes, for taking Tupac away from us. He 100%. must pay. 100%. Tupac is one of the 10 greatest rappers of all time and only was out for a handful of years. Love Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still listen to Tupac. Let's get into some off season files here. Off season files continuing with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, well, here, sad news, NFC East fans. Philadelphia, I, I believe, only got better. And that's a problem so for everybody. Say, so you say they got better. I think they did. I mean, I know they they how, lost so, some things. But all right, so for how did they get better? For how did they get better? I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm just mm-hmm. asking you to explain what you just said. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't feel like last year was just a fiction. That it was just, well, just by chance that we ended up, you know, doing what we did and going to a Super Bowl. Another year, I'm going to give this team, you know, I, I don't put as much stock into the assistants leaving as everybody else does. You I know should. that that's a, I know that that's a big deal, mm-hmm. but it's not like they just went and grabbed some dudes off the street, like Shane Steichen leaving. Okay, well, but we just made Brian Johnson the offense. Oh, I feel fine with Brian Johnson. But right, I think you're Brian talking about Johnson, the defensive side. I would well, no. and I think the defensive side the, is too talented to take a giant step back. I'm just talking about the turnover. 
All right, you lose both okay. coordinators. Mm-hmm. Look how many guys off this team are no longer on this team. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, mm-hmm. Isaac Suamalo, mm-hmm. Javon Hargrave, mm-hmm. Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. T.J. Edwards. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for one team to lose. Now, am I sitting here telling you that I think this team's going to regress? No. No, I'm not. Because <laughs> that's you, what it I'm sounds just, like you're leading me to. Well, no, because you said you think they're better. I do not in any way think they're better. Really? You think they have taken a step back or just no? You lost six starters, and you're expecting me to think that you it's just next man up? Yeah, sorry, I struggle to believe that. Yeah, I'd, I, th- I don't. Look, I do I, believe it. I, I think a few of them, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Amalo, you trust me, you have plenty on that offensive line. <laughs> Replace them with Cam Jurgens. Yes, which, if you remember, in the draft previous year, he was one of my favorite centers. Mm-hmm. I said he's going to be a quality starter in this league. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a fear with this thing. I just don't think they're better. Okay. I think Dallas got better. The Dallas Cowboys got better. I don't even think that's debatable. No. You added to a to big needs on both sides of the ball. I I personally believe Washington will be better with Sam Howell than they were with Taylor Heineke. What was their record last year? It wasn't good. Mediocre. It wasn't good. See, I think they're going to be mediocre or bad again. Hmm. Record-wise. I could see them being mediocre. You could see some I think the Giants are a tough out. Anyway, anyway, back to the back to the Eagles. But all of that being said, I still think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And outside of the Cowboys, I don't think it's close. I don't either. And, and I think Dallas is the only team in their stratosphere. Yeah. Then, to yeah. me, there's a, a, a drop-off a mountain, and you get to Seattle and San Francisco, who I think are every bit as close as Dallas and Philadelphia are. Mm-hmm. And then there's another drop off a mountain, and I don't even know who five is. I, I it's everybody <laughs> says Detroit, and I'm like, you know what? I want you to be right so bad because I love Ben Johnson and I love Aaron Glenn. It's the Lions, okay? Yeah. And and all of you are falling for this, and I hope you're right. I just I can't. I'm I won't stay up here in the shallow end. You swim down there to the deep end, and you let me know how it is when you get there. Right. Maybe I'll wait over there as we as time goes on. I don't think that what they lost though was irreplaceable. They're they're too smart for that, right? This this franchise they had replacements for all of the guys that they left, and they feel fine about it. Are you taking that much of a step down at guard as no. the only spot to make me think that you're going to be worse than you were last year? No, you lost Javon Hargrave. That's a big loss, but. Yeah, but I got Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis mm-hmm. that are both going to fill that role. And I lost the linebacker. Okay, I got Nagobi Dean waiting in the in the wings, and I feel like I know these are all your Georgia this guys. This is all going to come together. I, and I'm not telling you it's not. Mm-hmm. I think Philadelphia is more vulnerable this year than they were last year, only because there is a team that they have to play twice that I think is much closer to them than they were, than they were last year. Cowboys. Yes. Now I will still say it just, and I'm looking at the Eagles' schedule as we speak. What is their floor to you? The Eagles' floor. The floor. All right. Let's say everything goes as bad as it could possibly go, short of injuries. I'm not talking about injuries. Just things don't click. Maybe eleven and six, twelve and five. I can't get I can't even get that low. You can't even get that low. I can't fathom a way they don't start five and up. Can't in any way see a possibility they don't start five and up. Then you go to the Jets. Then you play the Dolphins. Those are two potential losses. Mm-hmm. 
Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks in, in the middle of the year. That is stretch. evil. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do, lose three of them? I, I mean, I think yeah. at worst you lose three of those games. So for me, I, I think 12 and 5 is the floor. Mm-hmm. And that and 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 to me that would be with you know you're you're gonna lose one of those wacky ones, you're gonna lose one to well a one score game at the end on a field goal to the New York Giants or something. And, and that's they lost last year to Washington. That was their first loss on Monday Night Football. And mm-hmm. That was weird. Mm-hmm. They could do that again. You catch one of those and maybe you end up twelve and five. Kevin the PRF said no way Philly matches that fourteen and three record from last year. No, I would, I'd agree. Yeah. Because that was the alternative, or that was the opposite side of that coin. I was like, "What is the ceiling? Thirteen and four. Yeah, I'm in the same spot. You lose three in that evil stretch in the middle of the season. You lose one more game outside of that. That's your ceiling. Mm-hmm. I feel like Philadelphia is probably the easiest team in the NFL to figure out. I'd agree. And if they're not the one seed in the NFC, I'll be stunned. Mm-hmm. Normally, you could take six starters off an NFL team, and I would feel worried. I didn't this say I was not worried. This is not the case. I didn't say I was uh, that I was worried. Mm-hmm. I said I think they're – look, we were the two most dogmatic people in all of media saying, this team might go 16-1, and one, right. and I'm not even sure I like them that much. <laughs> now I love the roster. I just keep looking at that stretch in the middle going, mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody can survive that. No. Your schedule got tougher. And you're not expected to go win every game, but this is a team that's going to be at the top of their division. I think that it, you know, it will be one or two games over the Dallas Cowboys winning their division, and they can. I don't know if saying roll is the right way, but they can pretty much stroll to the NFC Championship game, and let's see what happens. This is one of those years where I look at it and go, you know, I don't normally call for teams to go to back-to-back Super Bowls, but. You need to. I think you need to. You, they have definitely have to be your one in the NFC. And at worst, your three it's, in the NFL overall. It's Super Bowl or bust for Philadelphia because the NFC will be better in one calendar year. This is, to me, is your last shot to just run rough shot. I'm not saying you won't be the best team in the NFC next year. This is the last time it's going to be clearly better. You're in the Sportsocracy, and this is CSPN Asheville. Jeremy's got bangers next. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at roguecombatclub.com. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners 
prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Coffee's the closer's on. Get them the money! Then when you get the money... You get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. If you've never heard the term stay in your lane, this is a great time to learn what it means. I tried twice with the hapless Boston Red Sox against the best team in Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves. And that bit me in the tuchus twice. So I don't want to do it anymore. So I'm going back to what I know, which is football. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. Over the next few days, I will go division by division and give you a futures bet that I am a big fan of. And since we're here in this southern market, it makes all the sense in the world to go with the hometown teams and the NFC South. The New Orleans Saints are plus 120 to win the division. Falcons plus 215. Panthers plus 400. And the Buccaneers at plus 800. I cannot in good conscience tell you to take Tampa Bay. I also can't in good conscience tell you to take Atlanta. Not because I don't think they can win the division, but because those odds don't make any sense. They're not likely enough to be at plus 215, which is right behind the Dallas Cowboys. You see how that doesn't make sense when you put it in that kind of vacuum? There are two ways to go. If you want to go the safe bet, you take New Orleans. Plus 120, a little more than doubling your money with Derek Carr as the new quarterback of the Saints. Very talented roster, and that's probably the most likely outcome. Now, if you want to swing for the fences, take the Carolina Panthers. Plus 400. This schedule starts horrifically. If they can survive and go into the middle part of the season with an outside chance at the division, I think they can win it. Bryce Young is going to acclimate quickly. I like the roster. I like the coaching staff. The first six weeks are absolutely crucial. If they can come out of that at three and three-ish, those three and three might be rose-colored glasses. But if you can come out of it at three and three or two and four, they have a great chance to win this division, and you're catching them at four to one odds right now. That's the NFC South. Tomorrow, the AFC South. For more, find us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, love the savings with Ingles, love the winnings with me. Mull it out. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingles Supermarkets. It is ESPN Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy, and we are live 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400 here in the Angles studio. Watch us live on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Click the live video link. Subscribe to the channel. So you can join us in the chat, and you too can be the bearer of what, you know, we like to call here in the old Angles studio a little bit of. Who's going to break the news? Breaking news. Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? 
Ah, yes, uh, just moments ago at Cincinnati Bengals training camp, Joe Burrow pulls up. Right leg injury, not sure what it is. It looked like, to me, it looked like a cramp. Hopefully it's just a cramp. He was he, he, he was on a rollout, and he just got three steps and did that thing where he just hops on the left foot. The right leg is the one that's being looked at. There's no, like, cart involved that i've seen oh yep there's the cart okay so he they they gingerly walked him to the cart and he left so if you see joe burrow carted off at training camp just know it's not it's not how that sounds we use that term a lot in the sports media during training camp the carted off thing i've seen it already three times in this preseason and only one time did it mean something actually drastic Tyreek Hill, carted off. Yeah, but he kind of limped to it, and they just sent him to the locker room well, on also, it, not well, to have him walk a mile and a half. Well, you also have to remember that Miami's training room is uh, five miles away from the practice field. Right. So, I mean, we're at Radio Ranch. The way I equated this earlier, he would have to hop one-legged from here to Patton Avenue. Uh, yeah, you're not going to do that. We no. have a cart for a reason. Absolutely. We got the cart so you don't have to walk there's a, off There's the field. a big difference between the cart during a game and the cart during a training camp. It's a huge difference. Absolutely. So don't get caught by the Joe Burrow gets carted off the field until we know more. But yes, he did suffer some type of a right leg injury. He is obviously being looked at and we'll have more when the team has more on that injury. Just don't freak out about it. Okay. Uh, it is the sportsocracy, and uh, we're going to play a fun game today. Uh, we like playing the fun games, and this one is called Either, Neither, or Both. Or as I say it, Either, Neither, or Both. <laughs> Whatever. Let's just call tomato, the whole thing off. Tomato. Let's just call the whole thing off. Uh, rubber band man, rubber band man. Exactly. <laughs> Little bit of a difference. Uh, so... This is basically either, neither, or both. I'll ask you a question, and, and and Jeremy, you give me your opinion, and you've got questions, and I'll give you my opinion. Uh, I want to start off with a fantasy football question. Okay. Top five fantasy running back. More likely to be a top five fantasy running back, either, neither, or both, Tony Pollard, Brees Hall. I will go either and it's Tony Pollard, and I don't know that it's all that close. Because now, the, the, yesterday, 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 I, I, I didn't think I thought this might be a, a, a spicy both, but with the news that Dalvin Cook is in New York, more than likely tells and me he ain't leaving. Right, like Dalvin Cook visits the Jets the day after Aaron Rodgers gives back thirty-five million dollars. How do you think this meeting's going to end? I tell you, it's going to end. Same way I told you it was going to end, oh, I don't know, three weeks ago? When I told you on this show, you can give me Miami all you want to. I, I get it. I know why you're linking him there. They have shown zero interest. I get why you're linking him to Buffalo. They have shown zero interest. A little birdie told me the New York Jets had a lot of interest, and that was where he was going to wind up. Yes. Aaron Rodgers yesterday does what could uh, humanitarian work, uh, just genuinely 
one of the greatest pieces of charity in the history of team sports, gives back $35 million. What do you think he gave it back for? So Woody Johnson could sit on a pile of money like Scrooge McDuck? No, they're going to go get Dalvin Cook, and that may not be the end of it. Absolutely. So that hurts Brees Hall's fantasy value. It's going to be great for the for for the Jets. I mean, I don't know how much it hurts his value. Really? No. I look. I've told you the Jets are going to be more run heavy than you think. Everybody's losing their minds because they have Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Read the tea leaves. You've got two of the best blocking receivers in the NFL. You've already got an elite young running back coming off knee injury. You're going to get a vet back who probably doesn't need to have the full workhorse load anymore. I would say both of them average somewhere between 15 and 18 carries per game. They're both very fantasy relevant, and the Jets run more than you think. We shall see. I don't. I, I mean, I, I think it's going to be hard for them to run the damn ball as much as you say, but not that they can't do it, I was but because say. it's Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers has that in his, in his wheelhouse, that he's going to be able to throw a lot. So I think you're going to throw a lot. Not, well, that, not that it's going to be, you know, 60-40 passing to rushing, but... Rank these four running backs. Okay. Brees Hall, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. A.J. Dillon. Hmm. Talent. Just sheer talent. talent. I would go Dalvin one. I would agree. I would go Aaron two. I would agree, but man, it's close. I would go Brees three. I would too. And then AJ four. A very distant four. I don't know about very distant. I would go very distant four. Okay. I, I also Just think because the he's first... not the catcher. He's not no. the pass catcher. No. I, I don't. I mean, you to me, that's three of the 15 best running backs in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't think A.J. Dillon is that. I, I just don't. I'm, I like have, the talent yeah. coming out, but he's still, what is he, 245 pounds or something like that? Something he's like a that. big boy. Uh, last year, Aaron Jones in PPR scoring finished ninth. A.J. Dillon finished 26th. I won't be shocked if you see Brees and Dalvin Cook in the top 18. Okay. I think that is very within the realm of possibility. Now, on the Tony Pollard side of this. He finished eighth last year with Ezekiel Elliott on the team. Exactly. Where do you think he's going to finish now? And now with Mike McCarthy talking about he wants to run the ball more, he wants to run the more conservative offense, they're going to hand him the ball a lot. And I feel like he's got a great shot at being a top five fantasy running back this year because he can do all of the things. Because not only do I believe that he can run between the tackles at times, he's got the edge speed as well. He also has the hands to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield and make explosive plays happen. I've always believed that he has great talent, and now we get a chance to see him as the A number one with no real competition around him. Not saying other dudes aren't going to get carries in this offense, but it's going to be 80% on Tony Pollard's shoulders. And to me, the usage is is going to be top five territory for him. So yesterday, this would have been a spicier question before we got confirmation that Dalvin Cook was in New York and more than likely, as we expect, getting ready to sign a contract. Uh, Brees was a lot closer. What if I what if I switched him with Jonathan Taylor? Does that change anything for you? No, no. 
I would still take Tony Pollard. That team's still bad enough, but are you more inclined to say both? No. Really? Okay. I don't view Jonathan Taylor that way with Anthony Richardson. Now, if you told me it was uh, Gardner Mitchell sleeping on a uh, mattress that he got from beside a dumpster, uh, then okay. Mm -hmm. Now we can talk about Jonathan Taylor. But even if it starts that way, I don't think it's going to last long. Okay. Anthony Richardson puts a huge dent in Jonathan Taylor to me. All right. Either, neither, or both. Overpay in terms of contracts. In the last handful of days, we've had the richest contract in the the history of the NBA, Mm -hmm. the richest contract in the history of the NFL in terms of AAV. Yes. Jalen Brown, Justin Herbert, either, neither, or both overpaid. Uh, It's either, and it's Jalen Brown. By a mess. And it's not not even relatively close. Jalen Brown making $304 million over a five-year period is kind of dumbfounding to me. I have long thought that NBA salaries have been out of control. NBA contracts make zero sense to me. I get that there's not as many guys to spread the money around, and so, you know, your value to your team gets increased because, well, you're, you know, you're splitting up the money on a football team between 53 guys. You're splitting up the money on a basketball team between, what, 20 guys. So... I don't know. I, I heard uh, Dan Patrick and his crew talking about this the other day, and somebody said Saquon Barkley would be just way better off. I mean, were he not short, too short, uh, <laughs> would be way better off trying to be like the backup power forward for some basketball team in the NBA because you can make ten million. You can make more than ten million dollars doing that. Mm-hmm. To me, it's 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 Jalen Brown, it's, and it's not even close because. We said yesterday there is there is thought that this Justin Herbert deal could be a value. Oh, I think Herbert will be a value by the end of it. Uh, fun stat. How many players in NBA history have made more in their careers already paid than Jalen Brown just signed for? <laughs> uh, well, you you immediately eliminate most or, or all of the 80s guys. Oh, yeah. There's nobody There's n- nobody close. Nobody drafted after I was born. Or nobody drafted before I was born. Right. So Jordan I would say, was I would say there's one. like 12. It's a weird way to say six. That's it? That's it. Wow. LeBron James has made $431 million in his career. Chris Paul's at 359. Durant's 350. Russell Westbrook's 336. Kevin Garnett is 334, and Kobe Bryant was 323. That's it. Wow. Jalen Brown, now in one deal, has made more than every other player in NBA history. And he's not. And now some of those are going to swell over the next. That's the thing. And some of those are going to swell over the next five years. I get that. It's not an apples to apples comparison. You look at the Chargers and what they just shelled out. That's for your quarterback. That's for the guy who leads the the charge. Yes. Jalen Brown doesn't lead the charge. He's not the guy for his team. Not the best Jason, player on his own team. Right. Jason Tatum is the guy. Jason Tatum sitting back going, <laughs> yeah, you're going to sign me to one of those next year. Half a billion dollars. What do you think that's going to look like? It won't be pretty. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Jalen Brown overpay. All right. So I, I don't want to uh, uh, jump in line here, but I have a two-parter question. Okay. My first one is we did power rankings in college football earlier this week Mm -hmm. 
So I'm going to start with, was I too hard on a team? <laughs> and then I'm going to follow it with, was I too high on a team? Okay. Either, neither, or both. Was I too hard on Ohio State, putting them at six? Alabama, putting them at ten? Either, neither, or both? Both. And it's and it, and it's pretty easy for me. Like, I get it. You've got questions about this team. These both of these teams. You don't know what's what. But the fact that Ryan Day has led Ohio State to you know what a forty-five and six record or something mm-hmm. since he's been there mm-hmm. is to me. It's just selling them short. I guess to put them at six, I would have them in the top three in the country. Are they better than Florida State? Yeah, I don't think they are. Are they better than LSU? I think I, I don't think, think they, are. they are. I don't now. Record wise, you might come out better than LSU. Mm-hmm. Well, I think record wise, you're definitely coming out better than LSU. Um, I don't. I, I don't know because you got to remember they did. They did away with uh, divisions of the Big Ten for this year, so it's entirely possible they have to go in and play Michigan twice and they catch two losses in back to back weeks. That's in the realm of possibility. I, oh, you're talking about at the end of the season yes. and then in the championship. Okay. I, upon further reflection, I should have had Ohio State a spot or two higher. Mm-hmm. It still scares me that I have no idea what I'm getting out of your quarterback. But I do need to give you the the, the credit that basically every person that's put that helmet on for the last 25 years and been the starter has been really, really good. Yeah. And Kyle McCord is a good prospect. Mm-hmm. Alabama, I Maybe a spot. Maybe I should have had him ahead of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at your quarterback room going that – I genuinely could pull five group of five schools that have better quarterback rooms than you do. And, look – You I, think? There's no I think. I've seen it. I, I've seen Jalen Milrow play. He cannot throw. <laughs> period. <laughs> Unless you're going to run the veer, you are in trouble with that kid. And then Tyler Buckner, you, you lost to – you lost a Marshall. Mm-hmm. You're okay. Like I, 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 I don't see it in you. But the weapons are so much better. I, I get that. Competition's much better too. So I would go either. I would say, and I will give the fate accompli. I had a high status spot or two, spot or two too low. Mm-hmm. Maybe I had Alabama spot too low. But that's all I'm giving. Yeah. Now, conversely, am I too high? on LSU or Florida State, either, neither, both. And we'll answer that question coming up after the break right here on ESPN Asheville, playing either, neither, or both. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. 
The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer. And the good ones, somehow, a little better. That's what family is all about. Whether they walk on two legs or four. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, ain't God? <clears throat> We're back on ESPN Asheville. Again, the sportsocracy. I'm telling you, one of these days we're just going to record what happens in the studio during the wow. break. We got to figure out how to get the mics to work and not go out on the terrestrial <laughs> airwaves because that's element of fired instantaneously. You, sir, are a grossman. <laughs> grossman. I am a good man and you know I it. I hate working in a small closet with a man on a high protein diet. <laughs> you are right. I am a good man and you know it. ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Playing either, neither, or both. The question on the table. Did Jeremy yesterday and having LSU at, where was it, three? LSU was three, Florida State was four. Florida State was four in our power ranking of the teams going into the 2023, college football teams going into the 2023 season. Was he too high on LSU or Florida State, either, neither, or both? My answer is either, and I'm I'm going to go with LSU. I'm – I, I just that's the one I, I I understand why you would say that. I think Florida State is going to be in the con. I'm pretty confident Florida State's going to be in the conversation of college football playoff at the end of the season. Florida State's on a tour of we want to hurt your feelings. I agree with that. And they everybody came back is, exactly. Right. Everybody came back, and they know this is a one year window because uh, Mike Norvell is crushing the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. He's not doing the greatest job recruiting. You're still not seeing those top five classes that you expect out of Florida State. So, to me, this is one of those that it's now or never. And you can do that with everybody on this team. Mm-hmm. LSU, I'm not so sure about. What is not your saying hesitation? That they're, not saying that they're a bad team or anything. I just It's the fact that they play in the SEC. And they play in the SEC West. That's not what I and thought you were going to say. You've got to... Because Florida State, I feel like they're going to roll through their schedule. Everybody but Clemson should be. A, I mean, Clemson and LSU are the only two losable games, I think, on the schedule. LSU, Clemson, you know, I, there could be some tougher games in there. Pittsburgh is like a – they're like a darling, like a dark horse darling be. for the ACC, and that is a game on the road at Pitt, which could sneak up and bite you. But, I mean, even that is like – I hope they lose that game. Like you, if you're going to pick it, you got to be like, I really hope they lose that game because they shouldn't. But that's maybe one loss. LSU, LSU goes Florida State. If they lose that game, that's going to put them behind a little bit. They've got, uh, you know, that um, they've got Alabama on the schedule. It's just, I see more opportunity for them to trip. Okay, well, outside of Alabama in the SEC, what are the chances for them to trip on that schedule? 
You see, that's what I did. And, and I get it. That's exactly what you just did. I mean, exactly what I did. They're, they are a tough team, and it, you know, it's not necessarily the the juggernaut of old where we have five teams in the SEC West that we're completely scared of because Alabama, or excuse me, uh, Auburn has fallen off. Texas A and M's never what we expect them to be, but that's never an easy game. And I get that you get it at home at the end of the season, but still. That's going to be a tough game to face. I just, I'm just not sold that LSU is in that category yet of they're going to be right there with Alabama and Georgia at the top of the conference. I think they're better than Alabama, top to bottom. Uh, I, I actually thought – you answered that how I thought you would, but you didn't answer it how I thought you would because of the My reason. My explanation was, didn't match. I thought you were just going to look at me and go, Jaden Daniels, done. End of message, paint the line. And I like Jaden Daniels. Ooh. I like Jaden Daniels. So I I think I have to choose either on that on that one. Were you too high on Florida State or LSU? I'm gonna say you were a tad higher on LSU. I probably would have switched them and Ohio State in my power ranking. So you'd have so, so you'd I'd have had, had LSU, LSU at like six. six. Yeah, and Ohio State up in the top three. Okay. Now either neither or both. Who's gonna who's who's gonna get who's more likely I guess to get his coach fired? this year Dak Prescott or Sam Howell it's more likely it's not Dak if Mike McCarthy gets fired it will be Mike McCarthy's doing I said this yesterday I feel like I know going into every season exactly what I'm going to get out of Dak Prescott so to me Maybe I think Jerry Jones is more rational than than other people do because over the last 10 years, he's been less trigger-happy than he had been in the past. So I don't think it's Dak. I will say because of how you, how you asked that, I will say it's Sam Howell because Ron Rivera's really gone kind of all in on this mm-hmm. of we got this kid in the fifth round, we got a steal. I said that from the jump. He was my number one quarterback in the class. I think he's going to be really good. But if you you ask me which one was more likely, so I can't really say neither. So I'll say it's Sam Howell. Okay. I'm right on the fringe of saying both. See, I don't think I can, Dak can get Mike McCarthy fired. If Dak Prescott falls off the rails and just goes uh-huh. 22 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, uh-huh. is that Mike McCarthy's fault? Yeah. I mean, I think I, it, I think it'll be both. I, I, th- I think it will be. To me, the only way that happens is if now he looks at the weapons and goes, "Oh, I've got Ceedee Lamb and Gallup and Tony Pollard and Brandon Cooks," and starts trying to force things when mm-hmm. he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy's not going to do that. No, it, it just goes back to the question you asked me about Tony Pollard. I think they're going to run the ball way more than people think. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I think they are going to. And I said yesterday that I think that the Kellen Moore shift to Los Angeles could be a good thing for Dak Prescott because when he's expected to do it all that's when he has more opportunity to, to to make the bad throw at the end of the game when a crucial situation and throw it away but if this team doesn't perform this year it's not all on Dak that's why I say I'm close I'm close to saying both on this, but for me, I agree with you. It's either it's Sam Howell because if that goes sideways, you put all your eggies in that basket. Mm-hmm. And if and this you did does this not, to yourself, right? And you you backed away from whatever market was out there for quarterbacks and went, nope, we're fine. Sam Howell's the starter, and this is where we're going. 
you're going to take the blame for that. So I think it is Sam Howell and then Dak Prescott just – he may not live up to expectations and Mike McCarthy still gets fired, but not necessarily his fault. There you go. His doing. I could see Mike McCarthy being the sacrificial lamb, but it's going to be because of what Mike McCarthy does, not because of what Dak Prescott does. Absolutely. All right, I have, I have a question <laughs> that has nothing to do with sports. Okay. I got one more. Do you want to end on yours? Yeah, let's end on Okay, all right. I got one more that has something to do with football. all right. Because I wanted to ask you, either, neither, or both, whoever picks the NFL Top 100, were they on crack or meth when they put Trevor Lawrence at 96 and Justin Fields at 86? Oh, that's a drug that I don't even know if we have a name for. Either, neither, or both. All. I might add another one. They, they, They took all the crimes and put them in a bowl and drank them. They went Because gr- that is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard yeah. in my life. They went, uh, what, what did they call it, gray death? Do you remember when that was going no, on a I few don't. years ago? It was like an elephant tranquilizer mixed with meth, and it was killing people left and right. They went full uh, uh, you know, gray matter. The <laughs> only way that I could see me saying anything that stupid is after 22 domestic lights going one and one with fireballs. So I'm... 44 beverages deep and at that point i don't know exactly what's gonna come out of my mouth but i know it's gonna be followed by let's go yes yeah so yeah i could see me saying something that's stupid (laughs) but that's i gotta be i need to seek medical attention yeah yeah justin fields 10 spots higher on the top 100 than trevor lawrence is crazy yeah that's ridiculous all right either neither or both jeremy this is a this is a personal preference and i'm gonna use the place that i have now had lunch two of the last three days okay when you go to any fast food establishment but specifically taco bell (laughs) okay do you have and i always get this order or do you order the new shiny thing that they're promoting well, either, I, neither, or both. Well, um, there was a time in my life before PhD weight loss where both would be the answer here. Uh, sitting in That's line. That's my answer, so don't <laughs> throw too much shade at it. No, I'm just saying sitting in line because I Taco Bell's a perfect example because I rarely get anything other than the chalupa meal. The two chalupas, and I, and I never go with chicken. I like the beef better. And so I downgrade the chicken chalupa meal to beef. And double the beef. So I... But I very rarely go, give me the Volcano Taco just because it's here. Oh, it's so good. The Volcano Taco is is just ridiculous. Now, I do need somebody to explain it. And for me, this is a positive. Because I don't really like hard shell tacos. But you, anytime you get a specialty taco from, from Taco Bell, it immediately turns into nachos. Because the minute you touch the special shell, whether it's Volcano, Doritos, Locos, whatever it is, it immediately crumbles into to- into nacho chips. Yep. I'm fine with that. This is not a complaint. I am always the whatever is on the little drop down. So you got the normal menu, and then you get the cardboard cutout drop down of, hey, this is the new thing we did. I want that. <laughs> and I want a Baja Blast and a Fiesta Potatoes on the side. Both. New. 
and old. Fiesta potatoes. Is that the, it's the cheesy surprise? The cheesy potatoes. They took those away from me, and I silently boycotted them forever. But now right. they're back. As is the Mexican pizza, as is the Volcano Burrito, which means the summer of Taco Bell. <laughs> You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. This is your Exergen Temporal Scanner weather forecast on ESPN Asheville. Hot numbers to close down the week with uh, 90s into the weekend, hoping for a little bit more cloud cover, a little better rain chance late this weekend, early next week. That might take us down into the 80s. 68 in the valley tonight, isolated storm. Isolated storm Friday, 91 degrees, increasing the rain chances late this weekend and Monday and Tuesday with highs in the 80s, lows in the 60s. I'm meteorologist Scott Laurie Moore. That's the latest Weather Channel forecast. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. At Ingalls, we're all in for summer. We have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Back in the Ingles studio on ESPN Asheville. We are the sportsocracy. And, uh, you know, this is a story of injustice in a way that, you know, I wish there was something I could do about it because I don't live in the country that this guy lives in. And maybe one day, Jeremy, you can take your dream of being president and become British prime minister. And maybe you can do something about this because the story comes to us from the UK where a man. Mullet Mayer. Yeah, spent 17 years in prison on a rape charge. He did not commit the crime. Just yesterday, Andy Malkinson, 57 years old, he was let go, absolved of the crime by the Court of Appeals because DNA evidence came to light in his rape conviction that is not his. A theory came up that somebody else might have been responsible for this rape. And as it goes, they went down the rabbit hole, got the DNA evidence, and boom, this guy's been in prison wrongfully for the last 17 years in the UK. Now, we had a jury that was ready to go home. <clears throat> now, I'm they, never going to let that go just so we're all clear. <laughs> now, they do have, they, they, they do have a, uh, I don't know what the, what the, term for it is like a reimbursement program as like, do we right like we do here in the in america where if you spend time in prison they do the calculations and they'll give you money 
because you were wrongfully imprisoned for that amount of time. What's different about the UK is, though, they are going to give this guy whatever his settlement works out to be, but they're going to subtract basically his room and board. They want to take out of his settlement what it costs for them to, to jail keep him, him in jail. wrongfully for the last 17 years. It Make that make sense. I've been in prison for 17 years for a crime I did not commit, and now you want me to pay you for the wonderful lodgings and, and, and food that you provided me? I don't I, I don't understand that at all. There is a obviously a major lawsuit coming from this. They've already stated he's got the lawyers lined up and they're going to try to fight this. But he was sentenced to life in prison. He had to serve a minimum of seven years, and he could have got out after seven years. But when he went to the parole board and maintained his innocence, they kept him in years for another in prison for another ten years after that. Until finally they proved that he didn't do it. But now they want to charge him room and board, which I think is just asinine. It's not just our judicial system. Hey, right, exactly. That's why we that's why we left. Seventeen seventy six. That's insane. Da, 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 da. My story is a little less um heavy yeah. than yours. And mine is for the second day in a row about Taylor Swift. We we apparently have rumblings that there's gonna be a new television series. Because Tay-Tay met with succession writer Alice Birch to potentially develop a, a fictional series based on the life of Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, I uh, can't personally imagine anything that I would rather watch less than we go through Tay-Tay's relationship. So basically what you're telling me is we're going to make like a a a a one tree hill centered around taylor swift what's one tree hill (laughs) that was a show that came on in the before times was that the cw it sounds like a cw show i think that did air on the cw (laughs) that's the one that they film out of out in uh, like the outer banks right I think they do one of those no, shows. I thought out it was in Charleston. They did one in the Outer Banks. Dawson's Creek was in Wilmington. Well, they did this. And the, I think One Tree Hill was the in Outer Banks show that's on Netflix. That was filmed in Charleston. Okay, maybe. But that's, I think maybe the that's One Tree Hill is filmed out east somewhere. Well, that's those are anyway, all. But, those are all things that we shouldn't know. <laughs> uh, hey, Outer Banks. That's not a bad series. The people that I'm looking at right now are Joe Jonas. Taylor Lautner, John Mayer, Jake Gyllenhaal, Harry Styles, Calvin Harris, all those guys are going, could we not? Could could we not? Is it not bad enough that she wrote a song about me? (laughs) I don't know. I did, you know, I feel I feel like there's there's a fine line here that you're gonna have to walk between, you know, like this stuff didn't actually happen. These are just fictional depictions of, you know, like any, oh, yeah. and you, you got to have that disclaimer at the end. Any similarities between this character and this real person are not intended or whatever. Well, so you mean you can't throw a wig on Pete Davidson, give him a little longer hair and say, no, that's not John Mayer. Oh, that's Kim Kardashian. Uh, no, she dated Pete Davidson. <laughs> Taylor Swift dated uh, John Mayer. Oh, and what uh, I'm saying is that you would get that same. I haven't slept since the Obama administration look that John Mayer has 
if you threw a wig on Pete Davidson. And then you just, that's not the same guy. Why do they both look like Beetlejuice's brother? Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I feel like you cast this to make me think a certain thing. John Mayer is the songbird of a generation. You stuff that. The greatest thing John Mayer ever did was Chappelle's show. And it's not really all. Oh, 100%. That fight scene in the restaurant was great. Absolutely. Yes. I, and this got me thinking, okay, so if they were going to do a show like this mm-hmm. about any celebrity, who would you, whose show would you actually watch? What, to like follow them around now or to no, have no, no. a fictional story No, 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 like you did a fictional story where you took stories from their lives and you took some journalistic edge and you changed it. Because for me, there's one answer to this and it's not really all... Oh, nope, now I, I bet I can guess. Two. I bet I can guess. Charlie Sheen. That's one. Gary Busey. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not what I was going to say. That's a good one. <laughs> Who else you got? Uh, John Stamos was the one I was... Really? Okay. John Stamos? I'm, I mean, I, I'm. he had a lot of famous girlfriends. I there get you that. go. There we go. I, you're getting to the point. I, mean, I John Stamos is one of those guys you just look at and go, you've lived a cool life, haven't you? Like, you don't have to tell me. I don't need you. You don't have to nod. I already know the answer to this question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's always struck me as that if we knew too much about him, we wouldn't be cool with it. I don't know why, don't, but I so, don't th- something tells me there's like pentagrams did, in his background no. somewhere, and I don't know. Did, did you see his episode <laughs> of Hot Ones? Uh, no. You know what Hot Ones Yeah, is. where they eat the chicken wings? Yes. So he tries to play cool throughout the entire thing and then he gets to the to the bomb which is always the was that the eighth wing because they do 10 mm-hmm. he gets to the eighth one he goes that's what killed saget <laughs> if he was alive he would have loved that joke. absolutely and i went i want a party with uncle jesse because that was hilarious yeah I'm, I'm just i'm not that interested in celebrity lives and i know that you can make it interesting with a fictional story like this i mean like this is a, this is a show that my wife hates taylor swift i guarantee she's gonna watch every minute of this like she doesn't even like taylor swift music but because it's gonna be a girl drama she'll 100 percent watch this I, I i'm reasonably convinced that nobody actually likes taylor swift music that's not even i think true. it's a recruitment tool for a cult but i'm not sure that i'm allowed to say that so <laughs> i'm just gonna say allegedly hypothetically not saying just saying yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am too smart to get roped in by a cult, but I might be nosy enough. All right, uh, let's switch it over to the off-season files because we got to. We, I mean, we got to. We got to cover the Pittsburgh Steelers. We haven't done that yet, and this is a team that I keep going back and forth about. Are they good? Are they are are they great? And that's where I'm at now. I'm no longer at the let's doubt Mike uh, Mike Tomlin phase. I'm at the, is this team good or is it potentially great? Because I don't see a, I don't see much of a path for this team not having a winning record this year. It's going to be tough in their division. I just went through and, re, and redid my prognostications last night to see if I had changed any. And I had every team in the, NF, in the AFC North with at least 11 wins. You did that wrong. No. You did that wrong. No. I don't think I did. Every team in a division with 11 wins. Yep. That's never even come close to happening. It can happen this year. Yeah, that 
you all right, we're gonna fight about this coming up. <laughs> You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. The original Tough Man Contest hits the ring at Silverado's in Black Mountain July 28th and 29th. See the toughest fighters go toe-to-toe in live action. Tickets are $20 in advance and $30 the day of the show. The original Tough Man Competition, July 28th and 29th at Silverado's in Black Mountain. Ringside and VIP tickets are available. Get yours now at SilveradosWNC.com. SilveradosWNC.com. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, Cot? The AFC North is going to be a dogfight this season. You got four teams there that have legitimate playoff hopes. The problem is the crowd is so feel the, the the field is so crowded in the AFC that you could have all of these teams have 10 or more wins and two of them not get into the playoffs. Yeah, and see, I, I don't, I, I see absolutely no path to that. Because like, basically for that to go that way, the entire division would have to go three and three against each other, and that's just not going to happen. Mm, I don't know about that. I mean, history says that one of these teams is going to be significantly worse than the other three. It's typically how it works. The best win percentage in, in NFL history for an entire division since we went to four, the four-team format like this, Yep, we've never had a division where every team finished above 8-8. Eight eight. We had one where nobody had a losing season, but we never had one where they all had winning records. Mm-hmm. And I – what did you say for the break? They all won 11 games? Yeah. That's lunacy to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at Pittsburgh's schedule right now, and I thought I was high on them, Mm -hmm. and I am high on them. I love every player on this team for fantasy probably more than other people do, Mm -hmm. with the exception of Allen Robinson. I don't love him as much as other people seem to. Okay. Uh, And I'm still looking at their schedule going, all right, you start off with San Francisco, Cleveland, you got a couple wins, Mm -hmm. Baltimore. I'll say that's three and two at best get an early buy, and then you have a slew of winnable games. So I would say, ele- I mean, 11 makes sense to me for them. Mm-hmm. It's just at the expense of what? What do you mean? At the, at the expense of what? I, I just, I can't wrap my head around four teams are going 11-6 in the same division. <laughs> uh, well, I, and now it looks like they're the so jo- much better than everybody else they face. I mean, the the division is going to be tough, and you're going to trade back those games with with the division. But I mean, I do you think there's a good chance that Pittsburgh opens up with a win over the San Francisco Forty ers 
them trying to figure out their quarterback position and Pittsburgh's at home and all of those things. Like that's There's a game. That's a game you can win. There's possibility. Then the next week you host the Browns. You can win that game too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, then the Raiders and the Texans. That's a that's a four and zero start. Potentially. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if they start four and one, they're going to the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. These, I mean, I these teams will beat each other play. up, but then they'll dominate everybody else they play for the most part. I mean, they've got games against the Chiefs, and there's some bills on these AFC North schedules. They do not play the Chiefs. No, I'm saying amongst the whole division. There's still enough winnable games out there for every team to have a legitimate contention. This, I mean, this to me, we've said this before. This is the most interesting division in the NFL mm-hmm. because it's the one that doesn't have a bad team. Yep. But I, I'm going to say so, and I didn't get a chance to say this to you. We were, we, I was in here with Jake when when I said this. I'm not sure. The more I go down the rabbit hole of the AFC, that any team finishes with. I said 12. I probably should have said 13. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure any team wins more than 13 games in the AFC. That's a very real path for that. Because you just beat each other up. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the 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 Steelers get a they get a nicer walk through because you catch the the AFC South, so you play the Texans, the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Titans. They're better than three of those four teams. They also play the Rams. With they play the NFC West. That still means you got to play Seattle and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You're better than the Rams. You catch Arizona late, so Kyler Murray if he's going to come back, would be back by then, which makes them much more formidable than Trace McSorley or Colt McCoy or Clayton Toon. You added two good offensive linemen. Or what oh, we I think, think they're going to be two good offensive linemen. They won linemen. the offseason to me. Really? They, the Pittsburgh Steelers had one of the best offseasons of anybody in the NFL. Possibly. I mean, their, their, their draft weren't really, really well. Well, you love Joey Porter, so. Uh, of course I do. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to come in and be Sauce Gardner, but who no, you is? you shouldn't say that. Right. that would be insane. Right. Who who can be Sauce Gardner other than Sauce Gardner? No, I mean, I, look, I like what they added. You bring in a vet and Patrick Peterson that, to me, you haven't really had a number one corner in a long time. Mm-hmm. And he's not what he was 10 years ago, but he's, he's still very good. And you got Porter and a slew of other guys that you can play on the other side. You still mm-hmm. got Mike Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. I can argue you have the best pass rush in the league. You have a T, you have a healthy TJ Watt. You have Alex Highsmith who you just you just paid, and you still have Minka Fitzpatrick on this team. I don't think you've mentioned his name yet. Like you finally got Larry Ogunjobi to help you stop the run on the front of the defensive line. To me, it's just they have all the talent in the world problem is they're in the toughest division that there is and that's see that's the reason i can't wrap my head around it mm-hmm. of no one of these teams is going to fall off cliff i don't know who it is i don't either and i i you know and it appears that joe it. burrow has eluded serious injury so if you to had me, to, if you had to put your money on it now if you had to put your money on it right now which one of these teams would be the team that uh underperforms Oh, all right. So when you say underperforms, what do you mean? I mean, which one's going to be that goes team? Eleven and you six say every and they... every division has to have that team that goes eight and eight oh, so you're or t- eight and right. nine. Who's that team? So a team be? finishes sub five hundred in the AFC North. Who am I putting my money on? That's yes. what you're asking me. Yes. 
It's not Cincinnati. No, definitely not. It's not Pittsburgh. No. You see how tough that becomes? It's Cleveland. Is it? As high as I am on Cleveland, if you told me definitively, I have played the the back to the future thing and I've seen the future and there's a team that goes eight and nine in this division. I, I think that's my best guess. I'm struggling not to say Baltimore, but they're another team that they just never fall off a cliff like that. And so for me, it would be Stefanski is not the coach that I think he is. They underperform next year. They go get some, uh, whoever the hot shot on the market is. Right. And then they're Pittsburgh next year where you had that blip where you were just, you weren't as competitive as you want to be. Because even knowing that, I would still say, okay, well, they're going to go 8-9 and nine, mm-hmm. or 7-10 and 10 mm-hmm. at worst. Mm-hmm. And a year from now, they're in the same pit- shape as Pittsburgh where I just go, I don't see a path that this team is not really, really, right. really good. I agree with you. If I had to put my money on a team to be that 8-9 and nine team, it would be the Cleveland Browns. And then you just call up Ben Johnson to be your head coach next year. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Let's go. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is CSPN Asheville. The Daily Draft is coming up after the Sports Center update. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. This is the Sportsocracy last hour of the week here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. I mean, I apologize. I, I, I got to go do humanitarian work. That's right. Uh, and by humanitarian work, I mean playing a charity golf tournament and then <laughs> uh, ring announce a tough man contest at Silver Auto's Music Park. Tickets still available. Go to silverautoswnc.com. There you go. That's what a plug sounds like. Let's go. You almost think I've done this before. <laughs> uh, While well, Jeremy will be doing that tomorrow and on Monday, I yeah, will I'm be, really uh, glad they stacked up these tournaments uh, because, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I haven't played nearly as much golf this year as I would like to. So there is a possibility that they are bringing in the ringer to be the 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 guy that just mashes drivers. Yeah. And I, there's going to be violence in Black Mountain because so, uh, I don't know where many of these are going to go. And while Jeremy's doing his philanthropic work, I will be taking uh, tomorrow off to prepare for my new role here at iHeartRadio <laughs> Asheville, which is going to keep me in the building 15 hours a day. Uh, <laughs> which means Tank has to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yes, indeed. Uh, if you're just joining us on the program, I will be the new producer of uh, First News on 570 with Mark Starling each and every weekday morning and still doing the afternoon show here on ESPN Asheville. So don't worry that new those new duties down the hall will not uh, conflict with the production and the performance of this year program uh so anyway we're it's glad. still gonna be as genuinely awful as 100 100 i mean we got to keep it uh we got to keep it honest we got to keep it irreverent that's why you listen each and every day daily draft time top of the third hour of the program here in the ingles studio don't forget you can check us out on uh youtube watch us live in the ingles studio go to the sportocracy.com click the live video link subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat and uh don't forget you still have time to get in on the Beer City's Ultimate Fantasy Draft Contest. 
where Jeremy and I will give your league the red carpet treatment. We will host your draft. We will stream it online. Leagues of 12 or fewer. Go right now to the description on the YouTube channel and uh, enter the contest as well as sign up for the Battle for the Belt and all of our fantasy such and such that's going on this year. Uh, If you sign up between now and our next show, which, well, the day of our next show, uh, we will give you the Mullet Man of the Canada and Ultimate Fantasy Draft Kit for free. There if you, you are already signed up, you will be also getting that for free. There's a hell of an incentive to get in by Tuesday. Well, Tools for Schools is Wednesday, so we would uh, we would like to have a donation ready for them to get the 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 young tots here of Buncombe County back into back into school. Yeah. So if you sign up in the next what is that five days, uh, you get that for free. Indeed, indeed. Um, Thank you, Hubert. Hubert said, uh, hopefully Tank got a raise. Uh, yes. Uh, guaranteed from, income is a great thing. He went from $0 to <laughs> a few dollars. Right, and right. That is, that's, that's growth, folks. That's Look, growth. I, I've always said, uh, you know, you, 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 you never want to lie to your audience. And so I'm going to be as truthful as I possibly can in this process. For the last year and some change, I have been working two jobs. I had been getting up every morning, slugging myself out to the Ingalls warehouse and working in the freezer section, pulling orders. And that was not a, I mean, it was a, it was a fun time. A lot of great people to work with. I love Ingalls. Obviously they are a sponsor of ours and I loved working for them, but honestly, my body could not take the two shifts at once. And so I'm glad that we were able to make this work where I can go back to doing what I love doing full time. So I'm going to be just in this building all the time and com- frankly i'm completely happy with it we we actually had an office pool of which will happen first tank gets a contract or tank dies uh and and uh, i was rooting for you <laughs> i was betting against shit yeah so yeah so i mean it's it, it, it's been an interesting year but as i said at the top of the program i have been looking forward to the day where i can announce i'm going to be back in the building full time for over a year so this is a great day uh for me well i mean and if you you want to know how it directly affects this show it means he'll be in the building at 9 30 in here building this show with (laughs) me as opposed to jeremy left to his own devices and that should excite all of all of you indeed so top of the third hour of the program here on espn Asheville. let's uh get to the daily draft tay tay is apparently well i mean when you're when you're a when you're a money maker as she is Anything with your name attached to it is going to be highly viewed, highly critiqued, but more importantly, it's going to make you gobs and gobs of money. So Tay-Tay is apparently going to be doing this TV show. It's a fictional representation of her life. So basically, it's going to be 15 seasons of all of her breakups that she wrote songs about. Correct. And now that's not done, it's but not. It's, it's trending in that direction. It's rumored. It's rumored that that's going to happen, and that got us to thinking, what sports figures would you watch a show like that about? Obviously, like the last dance, the last year of the Chicago Bulls. That was the thing, one of the things, along with the Tiger King, that saved us in the coronavirus Yeah, going to do it? Oh. Uh, what? I was going to sing I Saw a Tiger, but. Oh, go ahead. The moment. But go I, ahead. I don't, Name's I don't. on the door. Uh, <laughs> I don't have the button anymore. <laughs> Frankly, it's in this block of unlabeled buttons, and there's more chance that that block gets me fired than anything I've ever said. Right. Uh, so that got us to thinking, though, what what athletes would we watch a show 
like this about? Not necessarily a biography show, but maybe, you know, they could take some fictional licenses, make it a little bit more spicier. Who is your number one pick, Jeremy Green? Oh, I have the number one pick? You got the number one pick. Mine was abundantly obvious. Okay. And I'll bet you could pick it. Ooh. You Knowing me the way you do. Sports figure. Joe Namath. Uh, no, Joe's a pretty good one. But, you know, after the Susie Culber thing, Joe Joe's life tamped down, and now he's great, and now he's people. Yeah, but my TV show's not going to be about that. No, my TV show's going to be, gonna be on day. HBO, and it's going to be him wearing his, uh, you know, nylon coat. stockings and yeah. fur coats. I love that, Joe. That's that's a – you know what? No, I'm not going to do it don't yet because do I don't have to. It's Pat McAfee. <laughs> it's Pat McAfee. Come on. You say come on. Really? All right, so you're telling me – that the life and times of a punter in the NFL, mm-hmm. which is the most disrespected position, I, I would say punters are more disrespected than running backs because there's fewer of them that are good. You're telling me one of the best ones that ever lived, mm-hmm. who also just so happens to live exactly my life because he was a comedian and then he was a talk show host. I just don't know. There's a lot of overlap here. Oh, I think it'd be hilarious, especially if he was one of the writers. I mean, it could be. Oh, it's... I think it'd be absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then you go through the the actual build, and and maybe I'm biased here because he built a show on a much bigger scale, the same way that we did. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the most interesting story in sports. Wow. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. All right, I'll go one step further. And here's what got me to take this first with the new ESPN deal with Pat. If there's not something in that that is reality-based, just his life, they did it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that as clearly as I can. Because mm-hmm. I would eat that up. And I think a lot of other people would, too. I was not expecting that at all. I'm shocked that you weren't. I thought I had to take him first to keep you from doing it. You, you No. Because, again, I don't know how interesting that is. I mean, okay, so he was a, he was a really good maybe great punter in NFL history. One of the five greatest that ever lived statistically. Well, I don't care about the Ray Guy story either. So no, the fact Ray, that he was a Ray punter. Guy wasn't a stand-up comedian and then the best talk show host and uh, sports talk host in the country. I don't country. know. I just don't feel like there's enough there. There's enough meat. There's enough scandal to keep something like that. Keep your keep your attention for something like Because we're talking about a series here that could last a possible few seasons. Oh, I think that could last a while. I don't know. I, I just do. don't know that, that there's that because I because I wrote down name number one on my list and I gave you the first pick so you could have it. But I want the Joe Namath story. I'm stealing that from you. It's because fine. I think there is no other character in NFL history who I don't know. I mean, he just, he hit the mainstream in a way that nobody ever did. You had your stars, you know, of the NFL. You've had like Jim Brown and you could talk about the, the impact that he had not only on the NFL, but on culture as well. And I, and I get all of that, but you never had that guy who just seemed like he was the, well, I mean, he was the playboy cover model, you know, he, he just lived that life to no end and would not be a Hall of Famer if he didn't win a, a, a Super Bowl trophy. Oh, it's a fantastic answer. Absolutely. I'm shocked you took it. Well, I, I mean, thought, I, I mean, I was going to put a pin I was giving it, it to you because Pat McAfee was not on my list at all. 
as an interesting fictional story. Oh, I think McAfee could be turned into like Ted Lasso level funny <laughs> of his actual honest to God life. And there's not okay. many guys like that. Okay. And look, one of the cool that. things of this job is that you get to know people that are infinitely more famous than you. Uh, can I tell you a dirty little secret that I've learned over my, my time doing this? Some of them are way more boring than you think. Mm -hmm. Joe Namath does not fall into that. And I will give you credit on that. Yep. Uh, but at, I'm not going to lie to you. He wasn't even on my list. Wow. No, now, I'll also say there's nobody on my list that's not currently active. I didn't really think about former athletes. Ah, Well, see, I tried to think about current athletes, and I couldn't think of a one. Oh, I've got that a I really Well, there was one. One made my list, and we'll see if I get to him here. Because the Joe Namath story to me, you said it in the 1970s. It's not a documentary. This is a fictional mm -hmm. work. I don't know who's going to play him, but I but 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 I got somebody in mind to play Joe Namath, and it was the dude that played Uncle Rico on the. Uh... <laughs> you know what? You just lost because you well, just look. Said Uncle that. Rico had more arm talent than he did, so. <laughs> I don't have to see this idiot for four days. Uh, and I have to keep telling it. myself he's that so after what he just it. said. Uh, so Joe Namath is my one. My number two pick is playing off a series that already exists. I need to see the spinoff of the Winning Time series that's just about Magic Johnson. I am completely all in on that. If you haven't watched Winning Time, you absolutely need to. And I think we're only about a, maybe a month away from the second season of that coming out, which I'm really excited about. We have a listener that worked on that show, and I still haven't watched oh, it. Oh, it's so good. So good. But I would love to see the Magic Johnson story. Yeah, I can tell that your list and mine have have strafed. Cause, okay. Because my next two are very much in the same vein. Mm -hmm. It's Rob Gronkowski and John Daly. Okay. There is nothing about those two lives that I am not just completely locked and loaded on. John Daly, really? Okay. That's, that's a 30-minute show that I can get the overview of and just be done with it. I think you could do a reality show with John Daly right now. No one would watch it. I, I vehemently disagree with you. Just a, 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 an... All right, think of it this way. How many views do any clips of him on a golf course get currently? Because it's a ton. I have no clue. It's outrageous. Those I can't remember the guys that, that LIV uses, but mm -hmm. they do the back off challenge. They followed John Daly around for a, a round of golf. I saw probably 10 clips from that. Every one of them had four or five million views. Mm -hmm. it, I, I can't physically believe nobody would watch it. Gronkowski, ah, that's just, I bet you do really cool stuff as a 35-year-old retired meathead like yep. me. Yep. The problem is Rob Gronkowski, if he gives the okay for that, he's got to play himself, and I don't think that will go over the way you want it to. Like, you think it would be cool, but I don't think he's he has the chops to be an actor. And when you're playing yourself and you come off scripted, which I think that's good, that's how that's going to go, it would not work for me. Rob Gronkowski was on my list, no doubt. But I don't, I'm just not sure that would be the TV that you want it to be. 
Oh, I think it would be outrageously, outrageously And funny. John Daly could be a great sitcom. You get like Kevin James And I guess to play that's him. where I'm at. Yeah. Is that a lot of mine would be funny. Okay. I didn't really think serious documentary. No, I looked at it more, I need scandal. Oh, well, I need something I, to keep me hanging on. I got stuck on Ted Lasso, and I just kept scripting that show. Uh-huh. Out. Have you ever seen it? I haven't. <laughs> but everybody, it, it, every person that talks to me tells me I should watch it. Right. Okay, so you go Rob Gronkowski, John Daly. Glad that you got your picks in there quickly so we could take a quick break. Oh, I I was saying keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. We gotta do that thing. Fine. We gotta do that thing where we gotta pay some fine. bills. And when we come back, we'll finish uh the daily draft here. This is uh, uh this is celebrity fictional biopic shows. Much in the vein that apparently Taylor Swift is talking about making what athletes do you really wanna see? Or would you watch a TV series about? The original Tough Man Contest hits the ring at Silverado's in Black Mountain July 28th and 29th. See the toughest fighters go toe-to-toe in live action. Tickets are 20 bucks in advance and 30 the day of the show. The original Tough Man Competition, July 28th and 29th at Silverado's in Black Mountain. Ringside and VIP tickets are available. Get yours now at SilveradosWNC.com. SilveradosWNC.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, Kai? It is the Sportsocracy ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 Daily Draft today is based on uh, what fiction, what athlete would you like to see a fictional series made out of their life? Apparently Taylor Swift is doing this with the writer of Succession. They're talking about doing a series based on her life, basically all of her breakups and her songwriting and all of that. Obviously, I don't think any of us want to watch that. I mean, we'll we'll be forced to by our wives at some point. Catch it out of the corner of our eye, at least. I, but I'm, I'm very lucky that I don't I don't have that problem. What athletes would you like to see a show like that made about? I've already got Joe Namath and Magic Johnson on my list. Um, Pat McAfee. Was Jeremy's number one pick. 
which I'm still curious about, but we all know he loves him. I do. Uh, oh, and then uh, who's shocked? He went Rob Gronkowski and John Daly. And now there's a name that I really don't want you to say, and I'm I'm afraid you're going to. You're afraid I'm going to. Well, is that name Dennis Rodman? No. No, that wasn't the one. I don't I don't know why we haven't done this already. I think years ago there was like a made for TV movie about Dennis Rodman, it was like the Dennis Rodman story, and it wasn't a bad movie. But could you imagine? I mean, heck, you could you could sign up right now for 5 seasons of that. Hell, you could make his time with the you could make each season. Each hair color could be a a, a different episode. All with right. all of the women that he uh was with Publicly and uh, privately. That's, that <laughs> interest way up here for Carmen Electra. Get to the Madonna ears. Things to way down here. Everybody else mm. eh, off screen. I mean, he went full kooky madooky. And if you can't have fun with that, I don't know what career you could have fun with. Make it a fictional series. I, I saw a couple people write that one. I mean, and I get it. Yeah. I, I understand the allure. I had two more. And that means I'm going to get at least one of them. Because I'm still very scared you're going to say one of the names. Well, it's none other than the nature boy, Rick Flair. I knew I should have said that. I saw somebody say it in the comments. And I went, he's going to see that. And there is no shot that's coming back to me. Written on my list. Written on my list. Rick Flair, baby. Rick, Fla- Rick Flair should probably have been the number one pick in this. Yeah, but... <laughs> There, see, I went through and I went, how many things are there out there about these guys? And do we really need to see another one? Well, there Rick have been Flair's a ton, definitely one of those. There have been a ton of documentaries about him that really don't dive into like individual stories. And I think that would be wildly entertaining. And I don't care which way you go with it. I mean, you could go full on historic kind of drama-ish, scandal-y kind of thing, or you could just go full on and make this a comedy. Let's make this a comedy, and every week we tune in for an hour to see the Ric Flair story. And you get somebody like Eric Bischoff to help write this thing? Oh, yeah. That could be glorious. I don't know what their relationship is like or or if Eric would have a a hand in that, but I I just see dollar signs. Because everybody likes Ric Flair. Uh, not everybody. But, but <laughs> Pretty there's much. some people that really don't like him. Pretty much everybody. But I think that would be wildly entertaining. So Dennis Rodman, Ric Flair, those are my two picks for three and four. <sighs> well, you definitely left me one uh, who just so happens to be somebody whose uh, school we're going to talk about in the next segment. Uh, it's Deion Sanders. And you're talking about one that could last for a really long time. There are at least five different eras of his life that would be entertaining to see. Mm-hmm. Now with with Coach Prime, the playing days, you could have the, the Florida State days. You could break the NFL days up into probably three parts. Then the in the media days, and now as a coach. I almost took him before, but I know he's not as high on you you're not as intrigued by him as a coach as i am no i am but we're going to talk about that coming next segment right um i think he would be just fascinating to watch a show on okay because you gotta just look how different his life has been over time he was the flashiest athlete in all sports for 10 years Mm -hmm. 
he was primetime. And now, and I guess I'm looking at a character arc here of developing over time. And you see, you get older and then you get the hell things. And now you got blood clots and all this. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine how dynamic that character is if you write it well appropriately right i can get it the evolution from prime time to coach prime but you took away you you took away the last answer Uh uh-oh and now i'm gonna have to reach and you're not gonna like this one but it would be i and i almost feel like you should let this guy write his own show this comes from Jekyll in our YouTube comments. It's Antonio Brown. Mm. Yeah. It it would be entertaining for probably all of the wrong reasons. But just the epic fall that this guy has has undergone. Mm-hmm. And then all of the, you'd almost have to make it a comedy. With the Arena League stuff and freezing your feet off. I mean, that sounds like Seinfeld episodes, doesn't it? Absolutely. Oh, what is the deal? Sorry. <laughs> right. I mean, he was a, a, he was, and I guess is still a walking football scandal. Yes. I mean, you know, one of, one of my favorite all time shows, I, I'm, I was just trying to think of it. It was a show that was on HBO, like in the early, early days. And I, it was about a team called the Houston Bulls. I think it was. And it had like Ogre from the Revenge of the Nerds in it. It was like an old school TV show. But it was the first like, this is a football scandal show. This is behind the scenes locker room. You're seeing, you know, guys getting girls pregnant and having to deal with the steroids thing and all of that. Like it's Oh, that. so it wasn't that uh, Code Breakers, uh, the one that ESPN Playmakers? Did? Oh, was Loved it, Playmakers. Was it, was it, I thought it was Code Breakers. No, Playmakers. Code Breakers was another I was, show. That I was did. actually just watching that two weeks ago. I've got it. I've, I've got it on DVD. <laughs> I love yeah. that show. You get deep into the into the media thing, and you realize just how angry the NFL got about that. Oh, they were, and yeah, how many repercussions that's had over the years. That that series could have gone on forever, and I'd have been happy about it. The NFL, I however, shut that down, down mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. Yeah, you're not doing that anymore. Yeah, or you're not going to have our games anymore. Exactly. They they threatened to pull out mm-hmm. of C of ESPN altogether because of that. And because it was so real, it was so believable I that never all of these things could happen. Oh, it's so good. If I brought it to you, would you watch it? If I bring you the box it? set, I think it was like 2000. The box set. That's a bad sign. It was early 2000s. How many seasons is it going for? It was just one. It was like eight, nine episodes, something like that. I might. Okay. All right. I might. Okay. We'll see. I'll I'll bring it to you because, like I said, I was just watching it two weeks ago, and oh, I found it, and I was like, oh, I love this series. Anyway, okay, so Antonio Brown, I agree with you. That would be very entertaining, and yes, you'd have to make it a comedy because you, I don't know. I mean, unless you're going for the whole Jeffrey Dahmer angle of let's just make everybody extremely uncomfortable. That yeah, because <laughs> his, I mean, he's a he's a crazy person. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so final pick for me. It's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, I get there hasn't been a whole lot of scandal with him, 
But I just feel like, especially the last few years, especially if you give him like, pro, pro, you know, uh, like executive producer credits on this thing, and he's going to have a hand in it. I mean, there could be some really interesting, like uh, I don't know, ayahuasca episodes where we do some, <laughs> where we do some weird stuff. I was about to say, I think we've seen this. Uh, it's, it's called uh, How High. <laughs> Cheech and Chong. I think there'd be a lot more to it than that, but. It's it's not as spicy as the others, but I'd give it a I'd I'd give it a watch, especially if you were gonna give it that comedy angle of like you could you imagine a couple of years from now after Aaron Rodgers has retired he comes out and does a series where he's you know playing football on ayahuasca or something that could just be fun visually to watch. Um, do you have a UDFA in mind? Because I do. All right, go ahead with yours, and I'll uh, I'll money Mayweather. I've, I he had scandal after scandal after scandal, and put himself in the limelight so many times. I mean, you could do a whole season on the McGregor feud, uh, building up to the Pacquiao fight. I I just feel like that's a that's a series that could give you a lot, but it's about boxing, and I'm not sure I'd watch it. That's oh, why I, it's I, that's I, why it's a UDFA. Oh, I, I love boxing. Uh, I don't think he is all that entertaining. Although you know, he does claim that he saw a you know Tupac getting shot. Exactly. So. That's the first season. If I had to pick another one, I've, I've got a couple in mind. But it, you know what? Sloan Jordan had a really good argument for Barry Bonds. Okay. And I think that could be that could be interesting. I've got a whole bunch that fall into the same vein of like Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's funny. I don't know how funny his life is. Barry Bonds went through enough stuff that that could be wildly interesting. But I think that's more of a drama. Oh, no doubt. Because he's no not doubt. a funny person. No. And he's not a likable person. No. I had considered that as well. But how do you make that work? How do you make that sell to people? Okay, we're going to take one of the most hated figures in all of sports, and we're going to make a TV show about him. He's not honestly he doesn't have a personality, so you can't really he get some have charismatic a, actor to he, play that role. No, but if you got the right actor, I honestly, I, I think you could change the narrative on him quick. Maybe, Maybe I, I really do. And you and you do it all and you do it all just I had no choice. I was a better player than these guys. I had to go down this road and look what maybe happened. went too far. Maybe went too far. Exactly. Exactly. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, ninety two point nine FM, eight eighty AM and fourteen hundred. When we come back, it'll be time for the most important message of the day. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer. And the good ones, somehow, a little better. That's what family is all about. 
whether they walk on two legs or four. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. This is the Sportsocracy, and it's time for your most important message of the day. Don't do crimes! This one didn't even happen in Florida. I feel like at this point, we're just... (laughs) There are just other places in the world trying to live up to what the, the standard that Florida has set. I've got a good one that falls into that exact same category. <laughs> uh, this comes to us from Queensland, Australia, where a man was driving drunk. Now, that's not too strange. People drive drunk all the time, even though you shouldn't. Don't do that. It's crimes, and they make Uber for a reason. It's very readily accessible. It's on your mobile device. All you have to do is say, hey, I need a car, and some random person will pick you up. 51-year-old man pulled over at 1 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. He was pulled over, heading to his daughter's house. The problem is, he was driving drunk. He was very drunk, and he wasn't driving a car he was driving a riding lawnmower. And when he got pulled Pull George over, Jones, let's go. <laughs> when he got pulled over by the cops, the cops said, Hey, uh, where are you going tonight? He said, I don't know. I just thought I'd drive this. And I don't know why I'm giving him a southern accent because he's from Australia, but I can't do that accent. So he said, I thought I'd just drive this over to my daughter's house and cut her, cut her lawn. Biv wiffle, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't good either. I, I, no, it was a terrible English <laughs> accent. And it was. Absolute nonsensical. It's an Australian accent. <laughs> the officer then reportedly replied to the man, no, not at one o'clock in the morning, you're not, and not drunk either. He took the uh, sobriety test, the, uh, the the breathalyzer test. Would you? Uh, I mean, I think this is probably one of the highest ones I've ever seen. I know the highest one I've ever seen. It's actually physically impossible. What was you, the highest you'd ever seen? 0.42. Good night! Yeah, it's actually physically impossible, but it's... But Long story, and it's somebody that lives in the city, and they're still alive. Holy smokes. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, this was four times over the legal limit, one, .191. Oh, one Damn near 20% of your blood alcohol, or your blood is alcohol. Wait, so what did you just say? <laughs> was it 20%? Isn't that how that works? No. .191. That means almost a fifth of 1% of your blood is alcohol. Of uh, whatever it is, yeah. It's, it's, I know you don't. You don't come back from much more than that. Uh, People have died. Is supposed to be what you just said. I mean, this probably tells you more about my life than uh, you know the 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 little apparatus that you'll see in certain uh, establishments. It's like, should you drive? And you give it a quarter. And you, I've literally watched people sit around and play. Whose number is the highest? Yeah. Because some of my friends are morons. Oh my gosh! I, yeah, I'm not. Uh, obviously, I'm not a doctor, and I don't know how that works. But I just know that's way too much. Yeah, I'm not going to give the name, but I have a friend that I went out with. Uh, I know what time <laughs> I I know what time he had his last beverage. 
And he woke up in the hospital the next day, and they were like, that's where you're at right now. Oh, dear. Uh, math, maths, and you're alive, and that doesn't make good sense. Of course, this had to get it had authorities going out and telling the community, no matter what you're driving, you should not be drinking. It is illegal to drink and operate any type of motor vehicle on the roadways, even if it's not an actual car and it's a lawnmower, including but not limited to a big wheel. Yep, seen that one, a horse and a child's Jeep. Those were all three ones that I've seen since we've been doing this show. <laughs> The power wheel. The power wheel. Pow, 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 power, power wheels. wheels. We didn't plan that. Did not. That's just a thing we did. <laughs> Your story was about a drunk man. My story is about a naked man. And it's in Los Angeles, California. Apartment complex. Several people around the complex are very upset. Resident said, he's running around naked. And added that families are concerned because there are children in the building. But... This is the lawless republic of the state of California, and it's not actually illegal to be a naked man in, in, in public in the state of California. That's the thing I learned today. Mm -hmm. Because the cops have told the residents of this place that in spite of the fact that he has been caught on camera using surveillance cameras, he has been seen breaking into a vacant apartment, which apparently is also not a crime in the state of California that is actionable. Might be on the books, but they have said, hey, he's not done anything wrong. And he has been caught, um, how does one say this delicately, uh, as a one-man band, uh -huh. if you if you catch my drift. Yep. Also, somehow not illegal. They cannot stop the naked man in Los Angeles. What kind of lawless Sodom and Gomorrah have we turned to here? <laughs> When the naked man is doing nothing aghast, what does he have to do? I mean, with all the crimes that happen in California, are you really surprised that this doesn't move the needle? Well, I just, where does it stop? Like, okay, so we're full naked men. That's not a problem. Naked men doing things that naked men shouldn't do in public, especially. That's not a problem. Can we not just let California go be its own? Like you just go, you go do you. You are messing up us by being you. You have all, you can have Hollywood. You can have all of it. I've seen it all. Didn't leave anything there that I really want back. You can have it all. But we're going to go over here now. Yep. We got more shifting going on in college football. One team. Another team is bailing water on the Pac-12. And that who, boat is starting to a sink. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't, I'm not sure the Big 12 is going to get what they really want out of this. We'll talk about it coming up next here on ESPN Asheville. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. 
The original Tough Man Contest hits the ring at Silverado's in Black Mountain July 28th and 29th. See the toughest fighters go toe-to-toe in live action. Tickets are 20 bucks in advance and 30 the day of the show. The original Tough Man Competition, July 28th and 29th at Silverado's in Black Mountain. Ringside and VIP tickets are available. Get yours now at SilveradosWNC.com. SilveradosWNC.com. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumb in a bag of hammers. Back on ESPN Asheville inside the Ingles studio. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Colorado is the latest they to go. jump ship from the Pac-12. Colorado's going back to the Big 12. It's been approved by the Board of Regents. So it's it's going to happen. Wait, does that mean we get to bring back the old Dan Hawkins clip? It's the Big 12! <laughs> they are going to be leaving at the end of the current Pac-12 media deal that ends next season. So and the 2023-2024 season will be their final in the Pac-12, and then they'll move to the Big 12. And therein lies the problem. Therein lies why this will be the last year of the Pac-12. Because you're already down to the Pac-9. Yep. Because all you have left is Arizona State, Arizona, California, Oregon, Oregon State, Stanford, Utah, Washington, Washington State. A, that is not enough to move the needle on a television deal. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not enough to move the needle on a deal that those nine schools will agree to. And so now it's just a question of who's the next one. Do Arizona and Arizona State try to hop into the Big 12? Because definitively the Big 10 won't touch them. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, does Washington and Oregon and, and maybe Stanford try to get into the big 10? Yes, I would think so. Well, I think you're, I think you might be missing the, the, the point of that one. If that had been offered, they'd already be gone. I don't think it's been offered. So I don't, I I know they have vetted them. I know they have had at least a preliminary interest, but it hasn't been enough to formally go, Hey, when you get out of this, you got to spot the land. Mm-hmm. So today, everybody will talk about the death of the back 12 because it is, it, it, I'm telling you, it is imminent. imminent yeah. They, they talked about replacing them with San Diego state. That ain't enough. Uh, it, it's not even close to enough. No, you don't have a marquee program left because Oregon and Washington will take the first offer they get. I would say Utah probably falls into the big 12. They don't strike me as a big 10 school. Mm-hmm. And then you get into like the Washington States and Oregon State and Cal. Where do you go? I don't know that the Big 12 would have an interest in those schools. Cal is awful at everything that makes money. Washington State, for the large part, has been awful at everything that makes money for the better part of the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. So this, to me, is is now a really... This is an interesting part of this. You know, we were talking about Deion Sanders earlier. That's 100% why this happened. Yep. Because Deion coming to Colorado made them just attractive enough that the Big 12 would go, ah, you know what? There's natural rivalries uh, geographically with Colorado. Mm -hmm. That is now even more so the most expansive conference I've ever seen. Their travel bill is has got to be just astounding. But I mean, this is it. The the pack. This was the last chess move 
to lock the Pac-12 out. Yes. Because now it becomes supremely evident that there is no path forward. Here. No. You're not going to get a number that excites you if you're one of the schools still in the Pac-12. Well, I mean, you're talking about Washington and Oregon. Well, I mean, but to me, there's even a bigger problem than that is that you've got three sets of three schools that are they're all paddling in opposite directions. You got three schools that nobody wants. Mm -hmm. It's the three I just said. Mm -hmm. Then you got Arizona State, Arizona and Utah. Somebody will want them. I just don't really know who is the Big 12. I mean, but are you going to go bring to Utah, 20? You, you bring Utah in, and they have the built-in rivalry with BYU that just jumped into the conference. I, I guess, but, I mean, you're talking about a ton of schools in that conference. A ton of schools in that conference. Mm -hmm. But we're inching our – we've been talking about this. We're inching our way to the super, to, to the four super conferences. And I think that's where this but, ends but up are landing. We I mean, because to me, the SEC's done. There's nothing left to move that's going to move the needle with the SEC. Mm -hmm. The ACC got out of this without losing anything. Which was a miracle. 100% But now was. you have to try to build on that. And I don't, I don't know how you do it. I don't know who you could bring in. In the ACC? In the ACC. I mean, do you go, do you go down that path of trying to bring in UConn? No. As God, a basketball no. school? No, good Lord, and no. a football UConn's, school? U UConn's a death nail. I mean, that nobody will be interested in. There is a name that I've been thinking about, and I, it's it's Appalachian State. That one could makes... we get to the point where Appalachian wins? You know, they, I mean, they're really good in the Sun Belt, and they're starting to become more of a more of a name. Yeah, I I just feel like could that... they come in as one of those sacrificial lambs for the first couple of years, and then I, I don't just, know. I feel like the the financials of it are so different. Maybe not, but if Luke Combs keeps doing concerts at Kid Brewer, uh, all he's got to do is three or four of them, and there you go. That's two years' worth of uh, ACC salary right there, or or whatever. You're, <laughs> you know what I mean? You could spend on the on the level of the big guys with uh, some well placed alumni. I, I don't know. I, I'm the ACC. If they were going to pilfer from anywhere, it would probably be the Sun Belt. I would agree. Because I can't really find anywhere else that makes any sense. No. Be it geographically or... I mean, Notre Dame is the one that makes the most sense. Absolutely. Stop, you stop playing that game with them. And then you just add Notre Dame and say, we're good. The ACC would say they're good. SEC says like they're the good. I feel like the Big going to try to do that, too. I don't know that they want to go to the Big Ten. I feel Notre like, Dame? I, yeah, I feel like if that was where they were going to land, they would have done it 20 years ago. Yeah. There's really no more appeal now to it than there was 20 years ago. Right. Well, but the media deal, yeah, but look how many different slices of the pie you have now that you never had before. Mm -hmm. The ACC needs you. The Big Ten could care less. They're going to look at you and go, you're another member. You're getting no special treatment from us. Um, And then you just, the Big 12 is – I'm just looking at the conference lineup now going, you add Colorado to that, and that is the most ridiculous-looking conference I've ever seen. On ESPN.com, the, just the standings page takes almost my entire screen. <laughs> yeah. And again, so does the ACC and the AAC. Yeah, you're bringing in BYU and Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston. You're losing, obviously, Texas and Oklahoma. Now Colorado is coming next year. You still got some room for growth in there. You still got some room for a Utah or a BYU or a 
Arizona State or Arizona. In the Big 12? Yeah. I just, I mean, I'm not going to say you don't. They have, what, 15 schools now? With Colorado will be the 15th school in, the, in that conference. Well, you got to take you got to take Texas and Oklahoma out. So. Oh yeah. Well, that's true. Okay. All right. I, I was I, I had forgotten that. I had already right. mentally done it in my head, but they were still on the screen. Right. You've got 14 right now, but you're losing two. Okay. That that makes the most sense then. You get Arizona. Mm-hmm. You get Arizona. Arizona State and, and Utah going to the Big 12. That makes that a 16 team conference. Yeah, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It's, and then you get uh, the the big three: Oregon, Stanford, and Washington. My question becomes: I mean, is this? I guess the, I the guess big the Big Twelve is doing as much as they can possibly do. The Big Twelve got a media deal because they now have so much intellectual property that, and they struck while the iron was hot. Mm-hmm. Like you got to say, there's a lot of people that want content that will sell, and they'll accept a whole lot of. UCF and Baylor to get a Kansas or to get an Oklahoma State or are those high-end schools? No, no, but they're good enough. They're good enough to pay their way. Yeah, and see, that's where I'm at. Uh, you know, I get that Dion being there, Coach Prime taking over Colorado, that makes them a spicy thing to get right now. Him, and I get it. Him for one year is enough to carry their water in the big 12 forever the, yes the amount of att- i'm telling you you do not understand how big of a an absolute bonanza this is for colorado there's a reason they did it within six months mm-hmm. of him signing on in colorado that's what yeah but the big 12 i don't know that they're they want to have colorado be relevant for a while and i just don't know that you're gonna get that i don't know that dion took the colorado job to be there for 10 years and change the face oh of no that he program. certainly did not no and so once he leaves say he leaves and he goes to florida state or something if y'all win a national championship you can kiss that goodbye uh that'll be my no but Hale's i could see him being i could see him taking a bigger job yeah but he takes a bigger job and then colorado just falls back to earth yeah but look at how uh, look at how discrepant the talent is right now I mean, uh, Coach Prime can do a lot in Colorado in a year, two years, three years, and that's enough for them to be in the Big 12 mm-hmm. because they were a power years ago. So there's enough sleeping giant there that if you do this the right way, you're fine. Yep. I'm just looking at these uh, the, the schools that are on the outside looking in. Take luck. You're a powerhouse. 33 years ago wasn't it 1990 when yes. they won a national championship yeah, well, michael westbrook it's been and, a long time Cordell since Stewart. that team's been really relevant i, I don't disagree and they, and they can i'm not saying Dion can't make them that i'm just saying the big 12 is bringing them in you're going to get it for a couple of years but i don't know how long they're going to be relevant well, th- this is just a proof positive that when the kitchen's closing that cheeseburger that's been sitting under the heat lamp for the last two hours is steak tartar because i'm hungry and there's nothing else here to eat you're in the sportsocracy this is espn Asheville off day tomorrow off day monday we'll be back with you on tuesday because well we have to give flostradamus his time to do his philanthropic work at his charity golf tournaments